Quarantine. Day 420. Can't stop watching the neighbors. I think they're having a birthday party. Unfamiliar vehicles constantly lining the driveway. Among Us balloons being taken through their doorway. Sounds of happiness emanating from the walls. Unauthorized, Unauthorized gatherings. gatherings. You're putting the community at risk. Think of the children. You're not thinking of Mima. Quarantine. Day 430. I can't tell if it's night or day. The hours blend together with an aroma of coffee, Netflix, and overpiling laundry. Am I alive or am I in hell? We're, We're all, all prisoners. prisoners. Trick or treat. Smell my feet. We just had Halloween yesterday as of recording this. Mm. Uh, I ate way too much candy. What about you? I am in a glucose coma. Yeah. I, oh, I don't usually eat candy and I saved up for this this day and I was 10 pieces in last night and I think I lost my mind. I had to have put down maybe 20 pieces of candy. That's way too much for me. You went hard. Well, I also had some, um, I made little mummy Oreos that you and... What Tom and Celine said look like tits. They did. I didn't think they look like boobies at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had little eyeballs on them, and the eyeballs kind of look like tits. Okay, to be fair, they did kind of look like <laughs> tits. But they tasted not like boobs. Well, I would hope so. Okay, you would hope If your Oreos taste like tits, there's a problem. I don't know. That cannibal <laughs> Oreos? Well, <laughs> you've seen... Okay, we have a friend who posts gross food. Oh, yeah. All the time. What was the, like, crab cake Oreos? And what was the one last time? Dorito Oreos. Oh, So maybe like... Doritorios. Titty, yeah. titty sprinkle Oreos could be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stripper's titty. Well, oh. legit, my buddy used to own this e-cig juice company okay. called Offensive E-Juice. Oh. And one of his flavors was stripper's boobs. And I swear to God, it tasted just like you would think a stripper's boobs taste like. It was, I was like gonna a... say you were going to think... It, it was were... like a strawberries and cream, and he added like a sweetener to it and a milk... You think strippers taste like... It was like a really great flavor. It was synthetic my Synthetic strawberries and cream? Yeah. That sort of well, reminds it, me of those... Just the aroma and everything. It was the like, strawberry crunch ice cream bars? Kind of like that It kind of tasted exactly like that, yes. Oh, okay. And, but it was like the, the aroma and the flavor just like kind of like... And maybe it was like... Is that confirmation bias where because of the title it created like the image in my head? Probably, yeah. But it was perfect. And now all, every all time I see a stripper, I'm going to just think of a scratch and sniff sticker. Like, <laughs> is it good? I would like to know of any strippers out there, if you do listen to either show, do your boobs taste like strawberries and cream? Because now I'm going to associate that with strippers forever. Yeah, strawberries and cream. I can think of worse flavor. things. Yeah, I mean. Um, the only thing missing, like, he didn't add glitter to it. <laughs> I legit almost spit my coffee out. If he would have bedazzled the bottles, that would have been epic. It would have been an added marketing thing. <laughs> Offensive e-juices. Like, what other flavors did he have? Yeah, one of them was Beave It to Creamer, which was like a I got, mm. like a Bavarian cream donut kind of flavor. Beave that was really good. Um, I can't remember all of his flavors. There were some good ones. I'll have to look that. That's just beautiful. <laughs> I've never... E-cig... Yeah. I just, I haven't, you have one, and some of the flavors you have do smell kind of nice. Most of the flavors are pretty good. Are they? I don't, when, I, when, when e-cigs first came out, people hadn't quite figured out the recipes yet, mm -hmm. and some of them flavors were gross. Like, I had a pina colada one time that made me fucking puke. 
Ew. I don't know what was wrong with it or what. Maybe I was. I mean, it was kind of an old atomizer, and maybe it had mixed other flavors in with it still. But really, there was something about it that just was gross. It kind of tasted chemically. I don't know what was in it. It no. was disgusting. But then I had this one that was a. It was Cuban cigar and coconut. So and that was oh god, that was a good flavor. I don't know how to describe it other than Cuban, Cuban cigar and coconut. I don't know if I don't know if I'd want it. Well, Cuban cigar. So it was sort of this earthy tobacco. So it was like a trip yeah. to Jamaica. It huh? kind of yeah, exactly. It was like a trip to Jamaica, and like that that was a flavor I kind of designed. Like they didn't just have that flavor. I had to go. What would go good together? And I had tried the Cuban cigar. It was pretty good. And I was like, let's mix that with a little coconut. Don't you love and, them? Yeah, it was like, it was really like good. Don't you just like love associations, a, though? Don't you love scents that give you, like, an association with a place? I feel oh, like yeah. when you get a flavor or scent to that level, you've done something amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, smell is super connected to memories for some reason. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's really interesting why our brains would do that. And even thinking, even thinking of it on, like, a survival level, I guess that would make sense, like, in survival situation where, like... You smell a certain smell, and you're like, that's danger. It puts a trigger out, yeah. like pheromone. And but, it's all chemicals, too. But in today's society, most of the smells your brain, like, associates memories with is like a nostalgia, almost pulls a nostalgia well, feeling everybody, up instead. Everybody has a grandma smell. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, that's true. We all have a grandma smell. Like, And it's universal. All humans, there's a sound or a smell that evokes grandma. Yeah. Usually perfumes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my grandma would be raisin-filled cookies, mm, um, extra cookies. gum. It's always cookie. Why did grandma always be bacon? Grandma, well, I'm maybe I'm going to be a grandma because right now I have eight teenagers here, so we're going to sound yeah. a little bit... You're not even a grandma yet, and that's like all you do is bake. I bake all... Oh, man. I made like homemade pizza rolls and the mummy Oreos things and little mm -hmm. pigs and blankets. Yeah, yeah, I cook all the time. Yeah, if... Uh, if Ganja was legal here. You could make a killing in the in the infused baked goods industry, I believe. Just well, from flavor alone, not even because of the drug. I have a story about that. So when I was, um, I went to, I grew up in Alaska during my high school years. For the, well, I was all over the place, but I was in Home Ec, which is now called Young Adult Living, I believe. They changed the name, but it's basically the same class, you know, where you learn to cook and so on. And all well, that stuff. they had to change the name because they don't teach economics. That's true. So I was in this class, and we had an assignment to make bread, okay? And so I just made your standard roll, white roll, right? Mm -hmm. My friend Jason, who was like this massive pothead, he took it to the next level. Because I had this. we had this teacher, her name was Mrs. Willie, which, unfortunate last name, I know. Wow. Or Ms. Willie. She was like a classic, what you would call spinster. I don't know if that word's politically correct anymore, but she was like, instead of a bachelor, she was that for a lady, okay? Okay. Super straight-laced, wore prim and proper, like pencil skirts and blazers and stuff with cravats very very like 80s chic right but it was the 90s and she um would she was just so over the top straight lace very proper he made his oregano rolls and fed them to miss willie and that wasn't oregano oh and she had a really good day yeah, that's that's the good kind of oregano yeah it was jamaican the, um, oregano and he's just he the kid laughed like matthew mcconaughey so he's all ha, 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 you know like <laughs> those are just good rules man oh my god and that guy got he made like a six foot wooden bong in shop class none of the teachers knew what it was of course and he just he he, he constructed some very interesting chemicals in in the chemistry lab nice 
Yeah. Or like LSD. Oh, man. All was the he things. Th- was he synthesizing LSD in the chemistry lab? One day, one of them brought <laughs> a uh, vial of mercury into English class, and they dumped it on the floor, and were using their hands to scoop it back in there. And I was like, no, um, not, no. That's a Darwin Award right there. Oh, I'm like, I stopped him. And this guy, I was a freshman, dude was a senior. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. People are retarded. People do really interesting Especially things. Especially in high school, I guess. He also built an, an actual electric guitar. You would have loved it. It was one of the oh, Batwing like cool. ones. Yeah. He built it and he would play Thunder by ACDC on it. Nice. Just sitting in there. So, I, I mean, it was cool. I do cool have dude. to say, it is, it's not just as simple as cutting out the wood and slapping it together. Mm-hmm. Like the, there is science that goes into the shape of the guitar as and the type of wood and like how it resonates. The, the sound. tonal. Yeah. Yeah. Even an electric guitar, like the type of wood, actually affects the electrical signal of the audio. It just it's it's really hard to explain. Well, my crazy uncle but that lived it's very in, it's very complicated to make an to make a guitar. guitar. Yeah. My crazy uncle that looked like well, I think that he inspired Bubbles on the Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> he lived in a shed in a trailer court with cats, and he built the most beautiful electric guitars. I wish I knew where they all were because he was just crazy enough that he could spend the thousands of hours fine tuning yeah. things, and he made all of the cool. You know, heavy metal looking. That's impressive. Shapes. I love that. I know they're really. That, that is one of my dreams someday. Is uh, guitar I, lab. Yeah, it, there's a lot of really specific tools you need to actually make a decent electric guitar. Yeah. So someday I plan on slowly stocking up on those tools and, and making my own. I would always, I've always wanted to. Do you think that people are going to get to achieve their dreams in the time of Rona? I've been thinking about that a lot because everything's shifting. <sighs> well, we are. We have a podcast. Well, that is true, but... It's not exactly, like... I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? It's not exactly possible for everybody to have a podcast. I think everybody's trying right now. Yeah. I mean, mean, technically, I guess it's possible. Like, you can honestly just start recording on your phone. And also, yeah. There's even apps, free apps, I'm sure there's ads, that you can download to record a podcast and edit it on the app and upload it to the podcast sphere, if you will. Well, I've been thinking about dreams a lot lately because, you know, it's relatively a new thing, I think, having enough leisure time to pursue things that you like to do on a level that you could actually make a living from it. Mm. Throughout most of history, you've had to just to eat and live and all that. Yeah. It's kind of been, I don't know, you know what I mean? And so I think about a lot more people are going to have more alone time. So maybe they're more introvert dreams. Like, obviously, you're being a pop star. The way you're going to do it is going to be different now because people can't gather together. And I don't know when we're going to be able to gather together again. I've been thinking about that. (sighs) I don't know. It's a different time. The whole gathering thing. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, election is coming up in um, fucking three days. Oh, my God. Yep, T-minus three days till carnage. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel... Can we get copyrighted for singing a song? Oh, I'm sorry about It's not like dogs. we're monetized. I guess it doesn't matter, but I feel like we they're going to slap us for that one. Well, and that's just it. Can you... You're going to get the bad hammer. I was just talking about that a little bit ago. I wish we lived in a world where you could just sample little chunks of things. with yeah. it Because then it would make people want to go listen well, to the original. Well, the funny thing is, remember back when we first started this? Mm-hmm. And we're like, why isn't there an app or a website where it's like this mass licensing deal where you pay a subscription to this website kind of like netflix but for licensed music that you can use in your media because yeah honestly to use one song you're talking thousands of dollars especially if you're a a huge a huge deal like like a subscription service for royalty yeah like if warner brothers wants to use a song that they don't own Mm -hmm. they have to like contact 
literally like 15 different people who are part of the ownership of the license of that song. They have to also probably pay each one of them, and then they actually have to buy and and, and like fill out paperwork for a license, and they have to put it in the credits of the movie if they're using it for a movie. It's insane the stupid hoops you have to jump through to use one fucking song, even if you're only using a minute of the song. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. Like you're almost talking about like a content creator place where, as a content creator, it would be nice if you get a quarter for the ten yeah. seconds of song instead of nothing or not having exactly. used at all. Um, yeah. That needs to be a thing. And I and I agree that the the creators of the of the music should get money. Absolutely, there's got to be a way to do that because like uh, um, the stock music we use is like uh, it, it's exactly how I want it to be with licensed music, where you just get on a website, you kind of search for the song you want, kind of look through them, and then you just download it and use it. And you, I think I've been looking into that. I think I might need to be crediting the people. Who make the song, and I'm gonna change our descriptions and stuff for that later. Okay. Well, it's always good to credit. But honestly, people. we're not monetized yet, and nobody really knows about us. So at the moment, it doesn't matter. But we're when in... we're talking about legalities, like I probably need to be because the royalty-free music, you, I think you still have to credit them. I do when I yeah. use images. I, I think link it's it the back, Creative Commons. like in my blogs. I, I want, if I take a picture from Pixabay, which is a really good place yeah, to Pixabay. get stock images, I always link back to the image where it came from. So oh, that I don't. Somebody... My bad. I haven't done that. Well, I had to learn how to do that. And see, there's not a lot of grace for people learning. No one. Okay, I don't know about other people out there. I will not speak for them, but me, I don't want to use something or take away credit from someone who made something if they're going to let me use it. I am super right. grateful for that. So if there's something I need to do, I just need to learn how to do it. And you can't do that until someone comes around, along and is like, you're going to die, I'm going to sue you, blah. And it's like, well, one, good luck. <laughs> die, I'm going to sue yeah. you. <laughs> so, I, well, you know what I mean? Everybody is so sue happy right can you, now. Can you imagine if it's it's today, right? Everything's the same except it's still the Wild West. And like, D we're if gonna you duel. fucked up and like, if you played... Smoke on the water for a guitar cover on YouTube. Okay. They would just come and shoot you in the fucking head with a revolver. Uh, everybody is so angst-ridden right now. I feel like that is not that far off. Like, Can you just imagine that world? <laughs> I can because right now there's a bunch of teenagers in gas masks running by my window playing airsoft. Oh, yeah. I wish you guys could see this. It's great. Yeah, it's never dull at my house. Uh, well, there is an epic airsoft war going on right now. Somebody's running. Yep. With a sniper airsoft rifle. We're in rifle. here all nice and cozy, and they're out there running in the winter wonderland. Well, it cracks Actually, me up because they're wearing pro World War II um, era gas masks, which <laughs> nice. gives it a nice, you know that Doctor Who episode? Are, are the filters movie? are the filters like saturated with nerve gas already too? I uh, Give pre, them a little bit of a dose. Pre-saturated yeah. or post-saturated. Post-saturated. I think one of the kids is wearing one from the Czech Republic like back in the old school days because he said he got a med kit mm. from it and there was still morphine residue in the med kit. So he <laughs> nice. was very excited about it. He's, he's just... He's just Radioactive isotope, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. It yes, just, it, yes. It just causes cancer. You'll be okay. It just causes cancer. Yeah, just a little bit of he cancer. I'm very excited about that. I'm like, I'm sure that was used on someone in, in a not so great situation. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't you just um, love teenagers? I, do. I don't know why people hate them so much. They do eat a lot. Mm hmm. But I mean, it's true. Uh, it's hard to feed them. You know, it really is. I went shopping Friday to prepare for this, and, and it's only eight of them this time. Usually I have 12 to 20. But ah. for some reason, eight is a nice round number to feed. But they, they ate, uh, I'm going to say, well, they ate a Costco bag and four bags of candy. So was it about 10 pounds of candy? Oh, my God. 
just last night. They had a huge... Let's say a pound of candy each. That's a lot of candy. How are they awake? They should be in a coma. Well, I have these industrial-sized cookie sheets. I I buy them because... Okay, here's a tip from Kat. Don't use the little inferior store cookie sheets unless you don't want to make a lot. You go to a restaurant supply store like Cash and Carry, you can buy a cookie sheet the size of a car door panel. Mm. And then you can bake like three dozen at a time. (laughs) I don't know. Well, anyways, you can also put 10 pounds of candy in one of those. Ah. And they were throwing it at each other, too. Apparently, candy's a good weapon. Of course. Yeah. When teenagers get bored with stuff, they start throwing it. It's... It's the law. That should be, you know, instead of like the law of thermodynamics, it's like the law of teenager candy dynamics. Yeah, it's like the law of teenodynamics. <laughs> I wonder, well, I think back, we were talking about when I was, oh, that was another thing. I was sitting with my old friends last night because we're all between 30 and 50, okay? There's a, there's a broad age group. And we were talking about how this stuff, you know, how everybody's focused on safety now? Yeah. We were talking about how, like, um, every day my husband, we have a Toyota pickup from the 90s. It's my daughter's. And he goes and picks up the kids from the school bus stop. And on the way back, he takes great joy in ramming them in the trees. And he won't stop, so they have to jump out. Because somehow we've ended up picking up every kid in the neighborhood. And we throw them out on the way home. <laughs> I just imagine, like, a paper boy. It's sort where of... Where you're throwing the kid at the porch. Well, Tom gets this, like, gleeful look on his face. And he'll drive up off the road on our drive with him in the woods. And he'll ram them through the trees. Because they're all in the back. And they're all giggling like maniacs. Just whacking them with he, branches. He's just hitting them with branches. And then he's like, oh, okay, get great. out. I think he goes back to his military time where you just bail out of stuff without stopping. Oh, yeah, of course. Because I the other day I drove one of them home. It was my turn to drive. And the one boy looks at me. He's like... You actually stopped. And he sounded like this little angel. He was in awe that I stopped so he could get out. And I'm like, what the hell have they been doing? So, anyways, I was going back to, we were talking about things like my brother and his friends had a 70s van. You know the Mr. T ones? Yeah. And they put, they lined it the inside with old mattresses and then they put their football gear on and they would drive as fast as they could through the hay field and then crank the wheel and just roll. Nice. For fun. And... You know, we were we were talking about those. Oh, kind of the things. days before internet. Well, I th- that's what we're talking about. We had to, um, you know, the internet was going when I was a teenager, but not to. We didn't have YouTube yet. Yeah. We had Jackass. That show I, inspired I a lot of back that. Back in the, back in when everybody wanted to do something to get on America's Funniest Home Videos, and because yeah. there, there was no Vine or TikTok by then. Well, and then when Jackass came along, that exploded. Yeah, Jackass. It. Remember that? Like there, there was this really weird chunk of time like i think maybe the early 2000s. let's just say it was like a five-year chunk of time yeah where tv was filled with these weird shows where like uh like jackass where they're doing like these stupid stunts yeah and obviously these guys were like i'm sure to a degree trained stuntmen like they, some of the stuff they got away with they had to, they were also probably inebriated had, enough that it didn't hurt yeah. too bad at the time all, all i'll say is like the insurance companies who covered the who show. covered yeah. the, who covered viacom would not have allowed that if they had no at least a certain degree of safety training. And a, but yeah. they, they staged it in a way where you they weren't wearing like safety gear or anything. They're just really like they they staged it in a way where they're like just these normal dudes it was pushing little, each other down a hill in a shopping cart. The gap of time between just America's Funniest Home Videos and a YouTube. It was yes, that five year period. Was right it was in between, about a five year period. And uh it was insane. And then you had like Viva La Bam where oh, like no. this stupid twenty year old would go and like slap his dad while he's taking a shit. And, and yep. Over yep, and over. That was pretty much the feet. whole show. Like he just slapped his dad. Yeah, I remember that time. <laughs> or like he would, he would like uh, destroy his dad's Hummer. Yeah, just, just for fun. Just for like, fun. Stupid, just stupid stuff. Like, but they, it was huge. It was this big like genre of shows that was on, and then they had all the prank shows like Punked and stuff like that. So there was just like this time in which everybody wanted to fuck with each other on TV. 
It was a fun time though yeah. because then you mimicked it at home. Oh yeah, everybody. Like, oh, do you, my favorite one the, that they did was antiquing. Did oh, you? Oh, antique? antiquing was great. I loved antiquing. Okay, so people. antiquing, um, it's like somebody sleeping. I think it was flour that you they did, had. You, was it chalk yeah. or flour? No, it was flour. So big you would bit. like basically just take flour and just slap a big pile on somebody while they're sleeping. We were. Tr- oh, I don't know why I have this a good was story a about antiquing. It's definitely something that TikTok would do now if it hadn't already been. And maybe done. we should resurrect antiquing yeah. because it's, it's like, great. <laughs> have you? You guys have seen that night? I like your cut. I like your cut, G. It's just like somebody standing there and someone comes up and just fucking smacks them with a with an eraser from a chalkboard or something. Well, we had, during that time we <laughs> like, were youth, we had all these teenagers around. We had this big youth pastor sleepover thing in this church and Tom and I were the only chaperones. And we bought them, this was maybe not a good idea, but we bought like 50 pounds of flour. We gave them each a five pound sack. Oh boy. We had to vacuum for four hours. After that, it took so long. We rethought this maybe at an outside camp out, but never in a building again will I give people that much flour. Oh my God. You look, when you get hit in the face when you're asleep with a handful of flour, it, your eyes glue shut. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. But maybe we should bring back antiquing because some we need a little humor oh, in the world. Careful, Everybody careful because so- they will and it'll be the next big TikTok thing. I don't know. I like your cut, G. Like Slap. Cut, G. They... they- TikTok is, is a weird, it's its own little thing right now. I don't understand well, it. Well, and there's reels, too. Yeah. A lot I just of them are there, too. The trends on TikTok move so fast that if you're not on there every single day, you're not going to know what the hell's happening. Because, okay. like, I like your cut, G. You don't know what the hell that is if you didn't, if you weren't there from the beginning and, and understand the or meme. F- because it's all just memes, essentially. That's what TikTok is. The for Kobe thing. Like, the other day I was sitting there playing card night or game night with my family, and somebody yeeted a piece of cheese into my um, drink. Oh. And then they're like, for Kobe! And so then <laughs> it became. That's still a thing. Well, it was kind of joking around, but now, yeah. Then well, now it's for Kobe. I've seen that now. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so then popcorn and all sorts of stuff. My drink was not sacred after that. Yeah. It just stuff kept getting. But if that's you the guys are, thing. if you guys are from another country, you know what the hell we're talking about. In America, there's this famous basketball player, Kobe Bryant. He recently died in a tragic helicopter accident, um, along with some of his family. Uh, yes. Rest in peace. I guess I don't know. I. I wasn't invested in him at all whatsoever. Like, it was sad. I don't like basketball he wasn't and that I don't old. care much. But I just remember in high school, we'd always do this thing where like, if you had garbage at lunchtime or any kind of like crumpled up paper, you'd just say, Kobe, and throw it into the garbage can across the room. Well, now you say for Kobe. Now you have to say for it's Kobe. It's a memoriam thing. And, yeah. and that's what I was talking about with the, I, I sat there the other night because my son will come in sometimes at night before we all go to sleep and he'll lay there and he'll watch his reels or his TikTok and he'll giggle and he'll show me stuff. And it's the first thing that has made me feel, you know how there's things that come along and make you feel old, right? Mm-hmm. That really made me feel, because you're right, it's so fast, and a lot of the humor, you have to be in it to understand it, and I don't understand yeah, all of it. Yeah, you have to be there constantly in it and see, to see the trends when they start, because maybe, otherwise you don't understand. It's a meme that is just kind of like... It's almost living. You just don't understand it, It's yeah. like a living 10-second meme. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Among Us ones. I hate that game. Why? Because it's just boring. Boring it's, to watch. I assume it's it's just not my type of game. Murder Space Clue. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't like it. I like, it's gotten way too big for no reason. Like, I it's like not watching, that entertaining. The, my favorite part is listening, watching. As from an anthropological standpoint, yes, I'm a nerd. <laughs> okay. Is sitting there watching my son play and reading the chat cracks me up because yeah. none of them like there's no attempt to communicate in a um, grammatical way at all. Like you have to almost speak code to play that game. Yeah. Like, is it like text chat? 
It's even worse than that it, because they're trying to so fast. You got to be yeah, because you have to be really quick. Too. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely um, amusing, but I I just don't you know I just don't care. Like I don't have the time to play it. They ask they're yeah. like everybody and when people are playing it on the school bus to go to a volleyball game, you know that it is leaped into mainstream. Yeah, that's the if you guys don't know what Among Us is, it's okay. a uh, it started as a mobile game from an indie developer. It's like the game Clue, but in space. With but it's different. It's slightly different than the game Clue. Yeah. In which two people playing have to be this imposter that mur- goes around trying to murder people and not get caught. And the rest of the people have to perform these stupid little, like, tasks. Like, uh, it's just these tiny little mini games. They're supposed to be, like, maintaining a spaceship, essentially. If and then you they wanna, have to group chat to figure illusion. out who the bad guys are. Yeah, and then when somebody gets killed or you find a dead body, it's like an emergency chat. And then you go into this chat room and then you have, everybody's on trial. It's like a witch hunt. It's like Secret Hitler meets Murder Space Clue. Yeah. Like, if you, any of you have played Secret Hitler, it's sort of like that, too. It's a board game, you know, where you try to figure out who's Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And the, but the imposters have to, like, try to, like, basically make a case for themselves that they're not the imposter. And the, I mean, obviously the tactic's going to be try to try to frame somebody else as the imposter so that you don't get kicked off the ship. And now we've got slang in the mainstream yeah. for it, like sus. So you're it, sus. It's you're become it's become very popular. I feel like I should get a, a little bit of money for even talking about it. Oh, you're pimping yourself. I, we're, we're kind of. I ad, just feel I'm, like I'm essentially have... advertising the game right now. But I don't like the game. I'm not a fan of it. I feel like it's... I just wrecked our podcast because I invoked Godwin's law yeah. by mentioning a Nazi it, or Hitler. Sorry. If, if you don't know what Among Us is, it's because you obviously don't spend any time on YouTube because it's literally like the the bee's knees right now. It's, Actually, yeah. it's our. It's kind of moved on to this other game called Phasmophobia. Which is like this ghost hunting game. It's actually really cool. That sounds um, sort of interesting. I'm not the biggest fan, but it's still kind of cool. Like, it's a one single developer video game. This is one guy who made a game about ghost hunting. It's really freaking cool. That sounds actually yeah. more interesting to me than one. I don't know. I, I have no desire. It, it, it has actually some substance to it. Does it? Yeah, Among Us is just kind of like... I feel uh, like an excuse I'm, for teenagers to yell at each other. I feel like that's what it is. Among <laughs> Us kind of reminds me of the lobby of Call of Duty, well, in a it's way. It's got to be worse. But actually more abbreviated. You know what I mean? Like, there's the talking... Right. The way is there they, as much racism in it? Well, someone did ask Yellow <laughs> if she was on her period. That was the first oh, thing. okay, yeah. <laughs> there, Of course There's, there's yeah. probably some racism and sexism in Among Us. It's just, I don't know yeah. if they'll take the time. It seems like it's much faster... It's definitely for people that have nothing to do with their time. Yeah. I, I think why these games get so popular, like Fortnite, and that got huge for a while. I think that one's finally slowly starting to die off because of Among Us. And then it's you had, taking its place, yeah. And you had like uh, like the Among Us and there's some other ones like it. Those are popular because PUBG. PUBG nine-year-olds, a big one too. nine-year-olds don't have any money. Yeah. And those are free games. And then you can talk crap. And they have a lot of time to just invest in stupid shit like playing Among Us. So that's why those got so big. But then you have this game called Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to really explain it, but I'm. Uh, it's like this Nintendo Switch game where your goal is to like run across an obstacle course and it's a race. And there's, But it's literally like a race of 60 people at a time trying to get to the end. And then uh, whoever, it, it, they only let 30 people win, so everybody else gets eliminated. And then it's, it goes in rounds like, then they only let 20 people win the next round. And there's all these little mini games associated so with it. So it's progressively harder. That one got huge. But it just seems like there's all these weird little competitive games where they're really cheap and they appeal to like nine-year-olds. And for some reason, anything that appeals to nine-year-olds becomes the big thing on the internet. I've noticed that. Like, I don't, if you what go is to, that about? If you go, like, we, adults use the internet too, but nothing com- goes and explodes when adults. 
Well, what I have, like, sometimes I go on these little things where I'll scan the front page of Reddit just because I like to kind of keep an... Because I have kids, I try to keep an idea of what's going on. And plus, I'm just interested in everything because I'm a founding member of Church of Hypothesism. Yes. And I... I Join today. Join today. Um, there's all these little memes about these fat little blobular looking space dudes. And I'm like, what is this all about? And then my children at the same time are talking about, hey, we're playing Among Us on the bus to go to our sports games and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it converges. Everything, there's uh, like this hive mind. Everything converges. And then you know what it is. And by then they're on to the next thing. Yeah. By the time the adults figure out the fucking trends of the nine-year-olds, they're on to the, something completely different. Because you know what it is though? They have nothing to do with their time. That's that is true. absolutely what they it is. They don't highly have much responsibility. And we have such a limited amount of time as parents and people who work and all this stuff to yeah. enjoy ourselves that do we really want to spend our time doing that? Exactly. Like, it's interesting. And as a millennial, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a boomer yet, guys. Nope. As a millennial. I'm the elder millennial. Um, from the older generations above me, like Gen X and boomers, you to, to spend your time on anything other than work as a millennial, you kind of get this like guilt trip. You even totally if it's subconscious. Do. Like sometimes it's even subconscious because of the boomers in my life. I just picture them lecturing me about wasting my time not working. And that's definitely something I really want to talk about in this episode. Because they derive their entire identity from their occupation, yeah. and we don't. And Our generation does not give um, a crap about I've that. I've heard of something called burnout, burnout culture, I think it's called. Yeah. That is something exclusively millennials suffer from for some reason. I don't really know. I'm not like a... I don't really, I'm not like a generational studyist or whatever. Um, but like, for whatever reason, because of this, uh, this weird guilt that the previous generations instill on the millennials specifically, we've, and, and, and I think circumstance of how the world is going also kind of contributes to this, but it's like, we've got this like burnout of responsibilities and work and all this other shit. Even if we fill a lot of our time with like playing video games or watching fucking Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. But it's just this, like, feeling, like, that we get. I don't really know. Well, okay, boomers used to go bowling to or to the bar, or they used to go do social yeah, activities. How is that any different than getting on Call of Duty with a bunch of friends? It's not. It's oh, the God same. God forbid we, 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 we got to leave your couch every once in a while. No, but that's, it's the same know. sort of dopamine drip, I believe, as it's just different. You're still social. Even if you're not social, it doesn't matter. You're still engaging in something that brings you some form of happiness. Yeah. Because I've, I've read this, somebody had this um, newspaper clipping, this correlates with this. Okay. Where you're, it was like, when you were, the fur boomers or people older than that, the salary was like a thousand pounds. It was a British one or an Australian one, a thousand pounds oh, okay. a year and a new house was 5,000 pounds. Yeah. And so you could pay the 20% down or just outright buy the house saving a couple of years. Well, let's flash forward to us. That is not even attainable. Right. At all. Like, let's say right now where we live, a new house is, oh no, I'm half a million. Easy. Well, you're talking about like the mid-tier houses. I'm just a regular house, three bedroom, two bath, and a subdivision here is between four and five hundred thousand now. It has exploded because we have an invasion. Uh, I've seen a lot of. I have seen a lot of three bedrooms for like two hundred and fifty. But they're not not they're not. We're talking like slap dab in the middle of a city kind of house. I mean, like a suburban house is four fifty to five fifty now. Right now, um, on a nice. Yeah, if we're talking about a house built within the last thirty years. Yes. No matter how many bedrooms it has, your starting price will be three fifty. Exactly. Three hundred fifty thousand easy. And then you go look at their wages. Um, let's say honestly, twelve to fifteen dollars an hour if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to afford a house? And there's ways to do things outside the box. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, Nichols has spoken. Here's a there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to get cheaper houses that not a lot of people know about. Yes, I can. Explain. Um, we have to we're kicking the cat out. Sorry, Hang on, pickles, guys. pickles. 
the Prophet Pickles is he's kind of causing a ruckus right Darn now. Darn it, Pickles. But there are there are ways to obtain cheaper houses that are kind of outside of the box. And it's not exactly a surefire like, guarantee you're going to get it, but it's like there's these things called tax deed auctions where, yep. uh, at least in America, I don't really know how they handle this in other countries. I'm sure it's at least sort of similar. But like if somebody doesn't pay their property taxes, or like let's just say somebody somebody died, right? Yes. But the government doesn't really care. They they still, you know, the taxes are still owed on that property. Well, if nobody pays the taxes because they died or they went broke or bankrupt or, or they moved away and just left the house abandoned, um, the government now owns that house. They put a lien on the property. Well, obviously the government isn't a real estate broker or like anything like that. So what they do is they just put, they have, they hold these auctions. I think it's like once every couple months mm-hmm. and they sell off the the, the deed to the house because the taxes are they need to make at least the money owed in taxes back Boy. so you can get like i've seen properties on there that are worth you know four or five hundred thousand dollars and the government only needs to make back like ten thousand to twenty thousand dollars on it so that's your like the minimum starting thing that they need to sell it for um and the bids actually start lower than that in order to kind of like have people going at it to inflate the price more because of course the government wants more money uh but like there's also bigger There's ways to do it. So like you can get a four or five hundred thousand dollar property in the auction. Uh, let's say sometimes they go for uh, like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So you're gonna have to have the cash though, and for millennials, yeah, it is cash though. You have to have the cash. However, you there are ways of getting that cash. There's these things called hard money lenders. It's essentially like the mafia loaning. Yeah, you it's money. a loan shark. They will loan you the money and then expect that money back within like a year, Balloon plus twelve percent interest because that's the maximum. They it's called the usury laws. They can't charge you any more than twelve percent interest unless they're a bank. Essentially, you love that. Um, there's other way, like if you're like a payday loan place, you you can get away with like twenty four percent stuff like that. There's all these usury laws, but basically it's it's a twelve percent interest on on uh, let's say hundreds of thousands of dollars in well, a year. Like how are you going to come up with that? Them, you're, for yeah. every hundred thousand, you're going to give them twelve yeah. grand. Um, and these are specifically for real estate investors. Like you're not going to make that money well, back in a year just really nilly. Like farm. you're going to have to like this is because you're buying the property to sell it quickly to make a profit so you can pay the fucking mafia back pretty much, and then you go on to the next one. Like you're flipping and things. you walk away with twenty thousand dollars in a week. Like it's it's kind of like the whole. If you want to take that, that risk and hustle, I bought my farm in a rather unconventional way. There's here's another way you can do it. I was twenty one, so I was pretty young to own a home but i had rented my place for a year and the, i'd made it nicer where i lived i, I fixed it up and cleaned it because it was horrible when i moved in because there wasn't a lot of rental houses and the people who that's okay all right you all right coffee went down the wrong hole guys he's okay um <coughs> brady's gonna die before we <coughs> are you gonna live oh uh, folgers damn you oh <laughs> anyways so the landlord saw that i was a pretty awesome my husband and i and they wanted to sell us the place to own a contract because they didn't want to pay a whole bunch of taxes they were elderly they didn't want to pay a whole bunch of taxes the husband was dying yep. he wanted an income for his wife a consistent one and he knew that we would pay so i didn't own a contract and got my place that way i didn't even have to go through a bank we just went through an escrow company locally set up the payment plan for 15 years and uh, long story short i bought my home that way and then to build my house i did something very similar because when you're young you don't have credit you don't have this history that says, hey, I'm a good financial risk. So you got to think outside the box. It can be done. And most young people establish their credit in a bad way, essentially, by yeah. owing somebody money. They get 30% at first, 30% of, credit cards. Yeah. And- like just in my example, and, I, and a lot of the people my age have went through this as well. Instead of getting credit cards, because we know better, we yeah. would instead go and get like a cell phone plan or something, right? That's pretty simple. And we didn't do it to get credit. We did it to get a cell phone plan. Okay. Well... You're young and dumb, and you don't maybe you don't pay your bill a couple times, and then you uh, 
Ouches. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, they don't teach you this in school, but if you don't pay your cell phone contract, it goes to collections, and then you have a negative credit score. For, for a long time. And then you're down there. And then even when you pay that off, like, then you you have to, like, build positive credit to overcome that later. Well, and if you don't so. know how to budget, you're going to get yourself in a bind. Mm-hmm. I think the single greatest thing that you can teach any young person is to have an emergency fund. Absolutely. Because that's what gets us all. But most young people can't get just this awesome job where you even have the money to put savings away. Like, that's the problem. Well, or they don't have a chance. Right now, rent, the, the cost of rent ver- to ratio of pay is just so out of whack that it's hard for people. Most people are spending it. over half of their income yeah. or more just on a place to live. And that's not counting utilities and everything else. Right, exactly. So, yeah, because they the, the golden rule of rent, at least, and I'm sure it's the same. Like You probably want to apply this to mortgage as well, is that... Um, you want the rent to cost a third of your income and no no more than a third of your income. And that's impossible now. Well, except for people like rents a thousand dollars. I don't know a lot of, of 20 year olds making $3,000 a month necessarily. There's, there's a lot of them out there, but well, everybody's having to live together. But at the moment, like when I was 20, I wasn't making $3,000 a month. I was working minimum wage jobs still. Well, and because of Dodd Frank, you have to have 20%. Yeah. Down on to buy a house now. And to buy a house, yeah. So 20% of well, even 300000 That's thirty or $60,000. Who the lot, fuck has $60,000 laying that's around? That's a lot to save. Nobody young has $60,000 right now as far as I know, that I at least that I know of. And then those but I'm of also us, in a... in where The area that we're in is like pretty... A boom. It's, it's a boom right now, so mm-hmm. property... Like prices are inflated. But, but, but like just the median income is like not going to... To get, give people that, and no. most young people aren't even at the median income yet. They're and at I minimum wage to like a bit above minimum to wage. Fifteen an hour. Yeah, and because gives... we're talking, even if they're even if they're going to college and trying to climb that ladder to get some more income, they're gonna not be making that salary that they're shooting for yet. So. I feel like the rungs on the ladder are broken. I really do. Well, some of them are. Yeah. I, well, I feel I've like the home ownership one is because, and the wage it's, one is. It, the home ownership is is. A pipe dream at the moment for most young people even if you have gone to college because you're not going to be able to get a mortgage loan mm-hmm. if you have insane amounts of student loans no right off the bat you're, they're you're, not going to give you more debt right away lo- what is it at least i don't know some debt of the banks, to income ratio is yeah. going to just be bananas some banks are a bit more predatory than others and they will just loan you the money all willy-nilly because they have the right lawyers and the right things set up to where they can just take your property when you don't pay um, um, but not all the banks do that. They know better. They don't want to have to go through the hassle of selling a property that well, they've seized from somebody who didn't pay their bill. So some banks will just go, you know what? You have $65,000 in student loans. We're not going to give you a mortgage loan yet. So we're talking even like most young people have to even wait 10, 15 years till after college to even fucking get a mortgage loan anyway. And do you know that that Because does... just because of the prices of houses. If this was back in the day and you could still get a house for $60,000... Then it wouldn't be... Then they though. would... Even if you had $60,000 in debt, the bank would still give you another sixty. Well, because because it's not be impossible to pay $100,000 off in 30 years. Yeah, it's But really... now it's like they want to give you a 30-year loan. If you already have $60,000 in debt or more, they're not going to give you another 200000 fucking dollars on top of that. And expect you to pay all of that off in 30 years. No. Well, and that makes me sad. And I guess that's my point with what I was talking about earlier is you've got this sense of hopelessness now. Everybody's angry. The traditional American dream is definitely broken. People in our generation really have just kind of given up on the American, like this have your house and your kids and all that stuff. And so we're in this transition time and it's like, what's going to happen? And it's like almost more for survival now. 
Like the boomers got a chance to like create a nest egg and put stuff away and and have a house with equity. (laughs) How's your retirement savings? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Now it's more, we have this hustle culture where everybody has to like have these side hustles to survive on top of their two jobs. But you can't work like that and exist in a state of, of not even, I'm not saying happiness. I mean, just peace. You cannot be at peace with yourself if you are in a constant state Mm -hmm. of trauma. And, and it's, there's a lot of people our age that are just throwing it all away and living in vans and trailers and mm-hmm. kind of living outside the box. I've thought about it because I get tired of taking care of things. And that yeah. is a big thing as a millennial. I'm constantly taking care of things. And so then you are ridiculed for when you just want this little space for yourself. And who cares if it's video games? I don't yeah. care what it is. Go play dominoes. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It's it's a really weird ratio right now. Cause it like, is. A lot of people are working a lot and not even having much leisure time. Yet the amount of... Things to fill your leisure time with has like, like I don't know, it's risen tenfold since like ten years ago. Yeah. There's way more video games now than ever. There's way more things to watch streaming than ever. Services. There's like seventy five fucking streaming platforms now. How do you even choose one? It and like, what do you watch? Then there's still cable, which I don't understand why that still exists. Then you it's have, dying. and then there's like, um, there's still a billion books out there. There's still freaking all sorts of things to do to waste time, pretty much, if you want to call it that. Um, We've been conditioned to at least understand that that is wasting time, I guess. But it's like there's so much, there's just so much to do that isn't work. And that doesn't even include like going outside or having a hobby. That's just straight no, that's escapism. Just, that's entertainment escapism. Yeah, then you also have media. tangible hands-on things like, yeah, hobbies, yeah. Uh, hiking. There's so much. I get overwhelmed by it. I don't know about you, but just there the sheer a, volume of choice overwhelms me. You can do, there's a lot to do on this planet. There really is. <laughs> and not even for work. I'm talking just for fun. Like, And then you have work. Like The amount of different jobs there are now compared to like 1945. It's bananas. <laughs> like this, the, it's bananas. It's insane. I, I back, like back then there was like you could get a manufacturing job or go the logging industry or go to the mine. Or you could work there was these office. like There was yeah. these big giant industries to go work for and basically become a slave there's now there's like a thousand giant industries to go work for or you could start a business or you could hustle or you could fucking basically become a criminal if you really want to and now we have this added element that we're all supposed to stay home yeah but now all of a sudden yeah a monkey wrench gets thrown into everything that was falling apart from the beginning anyway uh it, the coronavirus really screwed up a lot of stuff, and it wasn't even just an isolated incident to America. Like, this it's was worldwide. a global issue in which most countries decided it was a good idea to just shut down, make everybody not go to work, Our stay day. inside, quarantine, social distance, put a mask on, all these different things. And I understand that was a really good thing to do at first in terms of not overwhelming the hospitals with, you know, which new was cases. what it was supposed to be. But, like, that should have stopped at about two months. And it would have made more sense at about two months because the stimulus check that they sent out for free to everybody in America, the $1,200, that at least helped a little bit for two months. You that would have That would have covered... You could hang in there for two months on $1,200, right? Maybe. Um, it shouldn't even came to the point where the government had to give us a check. Well, but you, it's not like everybody has uh, this like massive nest egg of savings. Uh, most Americans have less than four hundred dollars. That's what I mean. And then yeah. they know that, and they, they were like, do. "Let's make everybody not go to work." Like th- they didn't know what was going to happen. Like that's we, what they act like anyway. But like, of course, they knew it was going to fucking happen. But haven't you looked at the news now? The governments of the world are shutting down again. Uh huh. And well, now here we are in like wave fucking fifteen or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> wave fifteen. No, we're, it's still wave one. We're close to a year after. The initial, the initial yeah, like we're getting in there. The initial the initial scare. 
Okay. Like people get sick in the fall and winter though, because we all get stuck inside. Yeah. It is a the lot natural of, cycle of things. And there's so, a lot of angst going on about the winter. Well, and then we have the election. It's almost like everything's converging into this one big anxiety ball. I, and yeah. I just cannot trust people. I feel like people are not going to behave themselves. Like they, they're incapable of it right now because there's so much anxiety. So much anxiety. And I can't, I can't so be mad at them because yeah. I don't have to worry about where yeah, my yeah. next meals come the, from. The, the black lives matter riot started what? Two months ago. Longer and in, in these big cities like Portland and Philadelphia and all these other big... And Chicago, I think, is still doing some rioting, I believe. I'm not entirely sure. But they're still rioting going. It never stopped. L.A. right now, Los Angeles, it never stopped. There's still people looting and rioting and destroying properties and all this stupid shit. Like, obviously, maybe they didn't have a job before COVID or because of COVID, nobody's going to work now over in these cities that are, like, densely populated, so... So they when, still haven't opened yet. And they have unemployment ran out, didn't it? Didn't and yeah, they out? stopped. The, they haven't sent another stimulus check, even though most places are still shut down and can't yeah. go to work. Only essential employees can go to work. They cut off the extra money that they were giving people in unemployment benefits. And if you're not in America for whatever reason, unemployment benefits are a nice little socialist safety net they've developed in which you pay into this as you're working. And it's then once, you, once you've insurance. worked a certain amount of hours... Um, you have this fallback a safety net that you've developed technically into the pool of money where if you get laid off or uh, fired for something that isn't completely your fault, you know, there's these, there's these stipulations to it. You can't just quit your job and expect to have unemployment like that doesn't work unless you had a really good reason to quit. Like if your employer was treating you badly, there's there's stipulations. It usually means you need to be laid off. Yeah, yeah. but basically like if you lose your job. Without, if you didn't crash, if you didn't get really stoned and crash the forklift and, and kill someone, you're going to get these. specific. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if, if you didn't get stoned and fall off the ladder and break your leg uh, to lose your job, you're going to uh, get this monthly check from the government. It's about a third of your income from what I've heard now. It uh, used to be more, I think, but it's about a third of your income coming in to help you while you transition to a new job. Because it takes some time to get a new job in America. And, and let you me, can't just go down the street and start work the next day. It's it's a little more complicated. But let me tell you here, I grew up, my dad was a timber faller, which means he worked part of the year. We called it unenjoyment. Unenjoyment. <laughs> because unenjoyment is a time where you are not, you are not, it was. We even had unenjoyment pop, like regular name brand pop. Was the pop that you got when dad was, like, cutting trees? Shasta Cola. Oh, soda for everybody who's... Oh, so, yeah. Sorry, it, I'm soda. the Pacific Northwesterner. Yeah. We call it pop here. It's pop because yeah. it used to be when you opened the pop, it made a popping yeah. sound. Yeah, and, well, and, and I know there's the whole soda pop where I don't care I'm old. It's just weird that I have to explain these. I just know there are some listeners there's out there. Some, yeah, so, like, unenjoyment about. is not a good time. It is not enough money to do anything no. ever. It's you are to existing. survive. It's existent it's money. It's bare minimum survival money to where you can to, until you can get another job. Yeah, you're... You're eating fried bologna yeah. and drinking Shasta orange cola. And, like, and it's, honestly, it's, honestly, most people who collect unemployment in America are the ones who work seasonal jobs like, like logging, yep. like places that lay you off in the winter because they don't need as many employees. Construction. Or construction because you can't really build a house in unless, a fucking blizzard. Unless your dad travels to the southern part of America. Yeah. And, you know, do you have a Or like um, when I was a landscaper. Yes, that's... Uh, well, you can't, there's no lawns. Removal. Yeah, but I didn't want to do that. Um, I didn't want to mow lawns. <laughs> You know, or you can't mow lawns in the winter, and I didn't want to do snow removal because it fucking sucks. Because they'd call you at two in the morning. They also like, oh, we're, all of a sudden yeah. we need to do this, and then you get home and sleep for an hour, and they call you again. Oh crap, uh, it's still snowing. So a lot you need of to landscapers get out there. I know work on ski slopes too in the winter. Yeah, look, 
Spider Friend. Oh, it's um, day after Halloween. It, uh, it, but I did not want to collect unemployment, so instead of getting unemployment, I would just find a temp job for the winter, like going to a call center. Ew. And sometimes I wouldn't tell them I was going to quit. I, I just got the job and then like quit three months later because landscaping was starting back up. Well, call centers have a high turnover anyways. They're but probably like, used to that. Yeah, but I, I never had to go through unemployment because I made sure, like, I... I in my free time at the very end of the season when it became fall, mm-hmm. I would start looking for another job on my free time. So about two weeks after looking, I found a, you know, it's really easy to get a call center job anywhere in America. As long as you're not a fucking, like, mass murderer felon kind of person. You can like, work at a call center. Even some felons can go work at a, at a call center. Like, it's not a hard job to get. It's not a hard job to do. It's annoying. It's one of the worst jobs to actually do like, uh, one mentally. Of the worst, but, like, yeah. I would go get a call center job for the winter or something else. Like, I, one one season I worked at stocking shelves at Toys R Us. Rest in peace, Toys R Us. It's gone now. Oh, did you um, play with the toys? Cause I would have yeah, so, toys. like, right before the Black Friday started and everything, it, they needed extra temp workers, so I got a job there, and I got to, like, stock uh, board games was my section. That was fun. Oh, I would have loved that. Yeah, just... One of the worst <laughs> jobs ever, too... Is a cashier at a grocery store. Yeah, you could. Uh, there's all these like. There is a lot of entry level jobs out there. They just don't pay a lot. Like I still made more on a minimum wage part time job than I would have on unemployment for a full time job. But well, and then there's differences. There's variances in the amount you get. Like Washington unemployment is a lot more than Idaho unemployment. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny how the state variances are. The state variances are really weird. I've... It has to do with. How many people are paying into it? Because it's a socialist thing, so everybody pays into the pool. I just don't like unenjoyment. It's stressful. You you have to you have to jump through. I'm thankful it exists because here I am as an adult. I exist because that program existed, probably. But I don't know. It's what I guess our point is with the Rona. It's not a good time. No, it's not a good time for people. And then when you give anybody in a position of power power over you, they are not going to relinquish it easily. Yeah, the the very fact that we allowed them to shut down our economy. And this goes globally. This isn't just yeah. this isn't just us here in Idaho. Gonna, yeah. Globally, if you if you've allowed your governing body to shut the country down, guess what? They're never giving that power back now. No. They're going to shut down for the flu. They're going to shut down when the fucking cold breaks out because there's no flu. They're going to shut down for everything they can now because you gave them the power to do that. A classic example of a power grab like this is the TSA. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would love to talk about the TSA right now. Yeah, let's the, talk. The is it Transit Safety Authority? Yeah. So, September 11th, I'm sure everybody knows what happened there, even if you're not in America. Uh, you know, some some Islamic terrorists, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, well, let's not get in the cr- tinfoil hat line, but yes, <laughs> flights and planes. I would love to, but we, that's, right a whole, that's another episode we'll for that. another day. We'll, that'll be, uh, yes. I'm not a 9-11 truther, but I do have some questions. But anyway, um, with go. September 11th, you know, some terrorists crashed airplanes into buildings in New York, killed thousands of people. Uh you know, jet fuel melts steel beams, apparently. Um, oh, you went there. Okay. <laughs> I just love it. That's a memeing, guys. I'm memeing. You're but memeing. anyway, uh, after that, they're like, well, what do we do? Because plane, plane hijackings were already a kind of a thing back then before 9-11. Like, mm-hmm. D.B. Cooper, for example, because a lot of people know who that is. Well, like, yeah. this guy who just, like... He hijacked an airplane and demanded they give him money, so he landed and they gave him millions of dollars, and then he, like, disappeared. Into the probably Oregon, died because Oregon he parachuted yeah. into the Oregon wilderness. He probably broke his leg on the fall, got eaten by a bear. I mean, really. That rogue river's tough. That fucking yeah. money's still out there, guys. Let's go find it. Anyway, um, I doubt it. <laughs> I don't I don't really know. what. Nobody knows what happened, I'm sure. I love that people don't know. But anyway, like, hijack. Yeah. there was actually a lot of hijackings, uh, plane hijackings, specifically before September 11th. 
And then September 11th happened. Somebody actually crashed the damn plane into a building as a terrorist attack. And killed a lot Two of buildings and the Pentagon, supposedly. Uh, but basically, our government's response was, uh, first of all, we're going to spy on all of your phone calls, your emails. We're going to see what library books you're getting. We're going to see if we can profile your behavior to see if you're a terrorist or not. Because mm-hmm. they thought there was these, like, terrorist sleeper cells all over America waiting to do it again. Oh, there was a panic during that time. And there, there's lots of conspiracies we won't get into about it. But basically, first of all, they haven't relinquished that yet. They're still spying on every phone call, text message, and email. They have these algorithms that look for specific words. It's called phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing. They fish for these specific uh, keywords keywords or sentences or like stuff like that, even, even with your audio phone calls. So they don't just archive every single text message there's no there's no servers on earth that can hold that like you would have to have a building the size of like 80 fucking costcos to do that for a year and And then what are you gonna do fulfillment center yeah exactly (laughs) so like they're not archiving everything but they have these phishing things so like if you say bomb they're gonna flag that text message and store it somewhere and, and as a profile on you basically so now all of a sudden you are on this list and then they then they keep then they look a little deeper at your stuff and then they put Analyze this profile it. together yeah. and if you're a suspected terrorist used to be they could just lock you up for no reason and throw you in Guantanamo Bay and interview you with torturous they methods they could waterboard you um but first of all they haven't given that power back yet and they nope. never will no, they're going to spy you, on you forever now they don't give it back um second of all their other response was to set up this extra flagging at the airport and i'm sure most people listening are from America and have actually been on a plane and been through TSA. It's lovely. It's annoying. It's lovely. You have to the makes the lines longer and take longer. They X-ray fucking everybody. They X-ray your bags. They, pat they your wand you. They pat your crotch. If they they have quote unquote uh, random pat searches. Mm-hmm. I get those. So a lot like when they I travel. they can or if you're basically it's an excuse to like if you're brown skinned they're gonna pull you aside and like stick your finger up your butt like that's just how it was for a while they did that. Yeah, there was some serious... And guess what? They haven't... It's been... 20 years almost. 19 years since since this started. They haven't caught a single terrorist or potential terrorist or anything like that. that. Not one single, as far as I know. Um, They've done quality control tests on TSA in which they've actually been able to smuggle lots of different weapons onto the airplane in these tests where they would... You know, do b- the very basic of hiding these weapons in which most people would do if they were going to bring a weapon on the plane. And but you know what they've caught? You know what TSA caught? Hmm. A bunch of fucking people trying to bring a bag of weed to their vacation. Of That's course. what they've caught more of than course. anything else. It's always and, and the maybe plot. a few drug mules with heroin up their butt. But you know what the single greatest <laughs> deterrent for more hijackings is? Is one the cockpit door is locked? Because when I was a kid, you could go up and see the the pilot, and there's lots of neat things we did when we were younger, especially in Alaska. But um, is there's air marshals? So yes. that sucker, if he's running to the door, he's gonna get a bullet put through his head or her head, and problem solved. I think that's the biggest deterrent. Um, that that is one good thing to come from this whole thing is that be having air marshals on flights now. Yeah. And, and it's like, because really, they're not going to be able to just go mm-hmm. in and take it anymore. Someone's going to get blapped. Um, that brings me to another subject we'll cover here in a second. Okay. But, uh, of course, we're going to have to go down this road, but, I, but I we like, will. We, um, it's what we do. But, so, but, but TSA, like, it's been proven they're completely ineffective in the, in the goal they were set to, to do anyway, which is catch potential terrorists. They haven't done that. 
Or there hasn't been any terrorists. Just Stupid like, enough. has I lockdowns done anything to slow the corona? As far as we know, no, because look, oh, the cases are rising. Well, look at the most restrictive countries that had lockdowns. Now it's rising yeah. again. It's it's because, you know what, pathogens find yeah. a way. But my point is, like, TSA's still there. They didn't give, they didn't take that away, even though it was ineffective. They didn't, the power grab is still happening. Well, it's just like the Especially lockdowns. with the NSA, the National... Was the National Security Administration, the ones who are spying on your emails and stuff. And guess what, guys? The, with this, with Edward Snowden, the, all his leaks and stuff, it's not just America they're spying on. No. They were given full reign on the entire globe to spy on everybody. They've been doing that for that. quite a long time, Thanks too. to the CIA, they have all of the tools in place to do that already because of the Cold War. They've got the tools. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> to the Cold War, they already had these spy networks set up anyway so now they're spying on the globe like um i was listening to a joe rogan episode where he had this one of the journalists who broke the story of when and when snowden leaked it mm-hmm. uh he is stuck in brazil now because he had some evidence that the cia was spying on the brazilian government and they didn't like that so yeah. they gave amnesty to this guy because they were threatening the america was threatening the guy if you leave brazil we're going to arrest you I can think like, of worse you're gonna be, to be we're gonna if you so much as look at an airport, you're gone. So and they were gonna put him in prison for life, no trial. See, that's just how that's it is. A, and that's what I'm talking about. So we relinquished all those rights during this. Now we're relinquishing rights again for the sake of safety. It's always for mm-hmm. the sake of safety. It's always safety. Like we can't well, be like, safe on our own. This lady wrote an opinion piece because we're having there's all these fights over mask mandates and stuff like that. And this lady wrote mm-hmm. elderly lady wrote this opinion piece about, you know, you evil people with your children and letting them go to school and blah blah blah. I have the right not to die. That's what she literally said in her yep. opinion page. You don't have the right to not die. If you wish to try not to die, lock yourself in your house and quit living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, it's like you said, it was always designed to slow the spread down so that our hospitals could keep up. The problem is we're still, we have no effective vaccine yet. No. And then there's a whole bunch of people now that are saying the vaccine's got stuff in it that's going to make us antennas for 5G. <laughs> I've watched my, I saw Sorry, that's great. <laughs> I, it's the, it's like, wow. You guys, you guys, I posted this complete satire, completely bullshit meme. It was like a fucking children's drawing of a cell phone tower. Yeah. And it said, uh, the 5G is, the 5G, it, the coronavirus is 5G. It's in the, it, or the coronavirus is in the 5G signal coming from the tower. Oh complete satire, God. bullshit, conspiracy yeah. theory. It was, it was obviously meant to be a joke. I posted that meme on my Facebook page just for fun because it's hilarious. Did it was get- literally hilarious. I'm still laughing about it to this day. <laughs> And I got banned from using Facebook for 30 days because I was spreading dangerous information. Are you serious? Oh, I remember when this happened to you. Well, and then, but at the same time, I just had a video sent to me by a family member with this so-called doctor talking about how they're going to put nanotech in the vaccine so that it'll give the Mil- Bill and Melinda Gates, oh, they always get yeah, like yeah, yeah. this. yeah, Bill Gates has been all over and the news it's talking gonna, about this stuff. You know, that it's going to have this marker in it where you shine light on people's blood and it'll light mm-hmm. up if you had the vaccine or not. And they're going to track all your information. And it's like... When you start off a video saying that there's metals in the vaccine that's going to make you an antenna for 5G, you're going to lose a lot of credibility with me. You know why? Mm-hmm. Our bodies have metal in them to begin with. E- even Alex Jones hasn't gone that far yet. This was just out and left. And people, the problem, you know, they're just like on it. They're all, oh, that vaccine's going to make you. You know what I'm worried about with the vaccine? You don't rush science. Right. There's a reason we have double blind well, studies. We have to. You have. There's to already time. been. There's already been vaccines that have actually made problems worse. Um. Hello, anthrax vaccination. Uh, if we want to talk about Bill Gates and vaccines, he did this polio vaccine. Not he specifically. I don't think he personally made the vaccine, but his organization uh, made a polio vaccine that actually gave a bunch of people fucking polio in a third world country. 
Yeah. Of course, because that's where they're doing the testing. I don't know. Well, yeah, they're just a third world country. No big deal. We'll go test our vaccine on these fucking innocent people. Because yeah, if they it. get sick, whoop-de-doo. Like, the fucking, like, uh, MSNBC ain't going to be all over that. Well, and don't get me wrong. I, I'll say it right here. I love vaccinations. It mimics what our immune I'm not, system I'm do not do. being anti-vax, everybody. I'm telling you right hu- now. I have a huge problem. I'm with just anti-rushing un- it. I am, too. Because this also, the vaccinations that they're making for the Rona, one, do we have a vaccination for the cold? No, we don't, because it's a coronavirus, which people don't understand. And so it's very hard to vaccinate against something that mutates all the time. The problem I have with this is that it's an RNA vaccination, which is a different type, which means conspiracy theorists are going to think that it's going to mutate your DNA. And I'm really concerned about all of it, honestly, because we're rushing it because there's this need, which I get. You got half, I'm going to call it right here, at least two-thirds of Americans will not take it. They'll have to be forced to, which that... If we give the government power to force a vaccination on us, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer, again, but I am an anti-giving the government power to force the vaccinations. I am too. I, I'm a We should be taking them on our own volition. I also believe there's consequences for things. Like, if you don't want to get certain vaccinations, then you don't get to use public things because you're... So, I get there's... I don't know. This is a tough one, and anything with it's bioethics of, It's is. another one of those problems, yeah. Bioethics. And, and giving people um, power over you is a dangerous thing. It is very true. Because uh, they will not give it back. Guys, we've all heard it. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. There's a freaking reason that somebody said that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm um, very concerned. I don't know. I, And I'm also concerned because there's so much anxiety and angst right now. I don't know what's going to happen Tuesday. There's going to be some sort of uh, fit throwing irregardless of what. I oh, love I used to, irregardless I love, because Webster's Dictionary said we could. I've, I've loved to bring that. this up the last couple days. Uh, so, um... Alex Jones was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. Oh my God, big controversy. Oh, oh God. my God. That, that, like, Spotify allowed a conspiracy theorist they've already banned to go on an episode of Joe Rogan. Woo! You know what? Here at the Everybody Church of Hypothesis, we'll talk to anybody. I'll talk. I want Alex Jones on the show. I would Can talk you imagine to anybody. That? I would talk to Bernie. I think he's okay. interesting. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll yeah. talk to the fucking. If you guys, if you've ever seen the movie Independence Day, there's that crazy guy who got abducted by aliens. I want to talk to that guy. I don't care. I, we'll I talk- love talking to. to to wackadoodles too. I don't because care. Because an open mind is not a fearful mind. Yeah, I just, I, you never know. Yeah. So, anyways, back to what you're doing. Um, I just think that was important to press. Anyway, so discover. Jones was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and they were talking about all this stuff. And what scares me is he is predicting the, he calls it seventy nine days of hell, because there's seventy nine days between the election and the inauguration, and so oh the lame duck section. No matter who wins, so like if Trump wins, the Democrats are gonna. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats are gonna. The Democrats are gonna try to block, do everything they can to block the inauguration and declare martial law and keep us locked down. Okay, so, that, so that's that. So side. that we can't even leave our house and do anything about it. And if if Biden wins, they're just gonna lock the country down for, I don't know, ten years. Oh, only and a decade. They're gonna use martial law to do this, ladies and gentlemen. They're gonna force the vaccines on everybody, and the vaccines are not perfect yet, so they're gonna cause all these problems and blah 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 blah. Anyway, uh, no matter what happens, I think we're in for a bumpy ride here I for do a little too. bit. Uh, I because do too. if Trump wins, the Democrats aren't going to accept it. And, and if, it's true. If Biden wins, and they're going to call. They're going to call malarkey. Yeah. And they're going to try to say there's all these scandals. 
Well, and, I, and already it's already happening. Like yesterday, apparently there was a Biden bus going on I-35 or the interstate between Houston and San Antonio. Okay. And a bunch of Trump supporters surrounded the bus in their Trump flag trucks. And they tried to say they ran him off the road and tried to kill him. But then nobody was arrested. America. So, I know. And so it was the most American thing ever. And so we've got that. And then we have people trying to throw votes out. Like there's a bunch of fighting with the ballots. And is any of this even really happening? Like all we see is the news. because I all, know. We're all locked down. We can't go outside. So all we see is the news. And so. And, and then these are all, like, of course, in state we're not in so what are we gonna do idaho's pretty normal here like we're just chilling I, we did we are like we get along with each other for the most part there's people that like you'll you can go to town and if somebody has a california license plate some idahoans <laughs> gonna flip them off i'm sorry i don't dislike people from california but it's just how it is here that's how it is here but no one seems to real there's no riots here no, at all we're good we have zero rights and that brings me to something i wanted to talk about real quick we'll touch on it real quick yeah um we'll get back to the election stuff because i'm, I'm yeah. kind of we're all balls deep in it right now because it's fucking three days till three days to day zero guys we're yeah this day is like the the tenth hour so the prophet jones predicted it would be 79 days 79 of days of hell okay. but what i wanted to talk about real quick is like um there's a reason we didn't have any riots here is because we All weren't we weren't gonna let it happen yeah um the reason and, and, and alex jones even talked about this the reason it's happening in these extremely democrat or left-leaning type of cities is because they let it happen the law enforcement literally backed away and said oh, we're not doing anything about this so now it's still happening because they haven't told the law enforcement to make it stop and hurting your neighbors. I'm not saying that it's, it's so a, horrible. I'm not saying to go out and just launch fucking tear grass into everybody, but they need to do something. They need to say this is enough. We can't do it anymore because they're literally destroying properties that have nothing to do with the movement. They're looting. They're rioting, robbing innocent people, and people are dying. And they're hurting and, the people that they're most supposed of, to be standing up for. Most of this has nothing to do with the the initial issue in the first place, but it's because it's allowed to happen. Law enforcement is not stepping in and doing anything about it. Well, they can't. And but in Idaho. And I'm sure a bunch of other places, we're actually a pretty right, or for the most part, in North Idaho, it's pretty libertarian for the most part, beliefs from what I can see. But there's a lot of conservatism here too. But there's also but the state itself is a conservative state. Like, yeah. it, it, it's fucking balls deep in the Trump train, okay? Very much. Like, Trump flags literally everywhere. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing, but it, I'm just telling you, we like, I'm setting the stage here. We have a who rides a horse with a Trump um, flag on it to town but, every day. There, we got wind of a, you know, people wanted to do the, the protest in Coeur d'Alene. And there was a protest. It was extremely peaceful. Not very many people showed up. But there was a bit of a protest in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. But it went fine. But it went fine. But there was literally people with their AR-15s walking around making sure. Because if, if one person threw a rock through a window, that person was probably going to get a bullet at least in their arm. But the thing was is the people also got to we didn't exercise allow it to their happen. right of free protest. Because they did. They had a Black Lives yeah. Matter protest. It was but we allowed it. There was a protest. Like, I thought it was, it was beautiful, though. It was the great. kids it was and just the young people, people, people holding got signs. out there and they're like, let's not yeah. kill brown people just because, you know, they're brown. And yeah. I thought that was beautiful. And then I also loved all the people with ARs in front of the business. Like, you guys can do yeah. this. There was people Don't protecting it. And, and yeah, it was really, it was kind of beautiful. It didn't become an issue because, maybe it was because not a lot of people were involved. But it was know. also because we weren't going to allow the riots to get out of hand. We weren't going to allow it to become a riot in the first place because we, we most of the people in Idaho are armed with firearms. Like, we have, we're in open carry state, meaning you can conceal your weapon without a license. You can um, carry it on your hip. Nobody cares. I have teenagers you go to the with store, firearms running around yeah, right now. Like, uh, my you, house is an armory. If you go to the store, chances are you're going to see at least one person with a pistol on their hip. <laughs> or the library. But it's very safe. <laughs> Nothing really pops off here. There's not like armed robberies every Tuesday because everybody, all the regular people have guns sitting on their hip or in their dashboard or in their fucking... You don't know who's concealing. 
It's at least here, uh, it's and a most lot. people are concealing. It's a, so but that gives it's a you... very safe environment, and yeah. I, I I am all for the Second Amendment. You can hate me or love me, but I'm all for being able to own a firearm because it... you should have the right to protect yourself. Well, you and don't, I'm sorry. You know, there's no the shit little, you just do. The little five dollar pink bottle of pepper spray at Walmart isn't going to help with shit. Well, and, and it's a rape funny. whistle doesn't do much. I am the least proficient with firearms in my entire family. I just I grew up in a time I don't want to carry a gun. It is not my thing. I know how to use one quite well, thanks to my mm-hmm. family members. But it's like I feel a sense of protection. Like when I work in the library, I don't have to worry about a mass shooting in the, my library. You know why? Over half my patrons are yeah. carrying firearms. Uh, we were just talking about this last night. At, like we we kind of were talking about the school shootings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm. I'm just so, I feel really blessed because my daughters are going to this elementary school in Spirit Lake, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there will never be a school shooting here because the teachers if, are armed. because not only are the <laughs> teachers allowed to be armed, uh, there's always a freaking resource officer there. There is. Um, it's almost like a perfect storm because like in Spirit Lake, there's like a thousand cops for some reason in a tiny little town of like 10 blocks. Of, but they're also There's always a cop. There's always a cop within like three blocks pulling someone over. They'll hear the shots. Um, the other thing is like... If the cops aren't around for whatever magical reason, like, I would say at least 99% of the neighbors around the school are armed and can um, run over there. Are, <laughs> like, it's, there's the, it's safe here because everybody's armed and you don't know who's concealing a weapon, so you don't just start mouthing off randomly to somebody. And also, there, it's interesting, you would think with so many people with firearms, people would be getting shot because humans can't handle themselves that's, according that's to the, the government. That's the theory of the and left. And the opposite of that is happening. We don't have a lot of random firearms crimes. Once in a while, there'll be a drunk idiot road rage incident where someone waves their pistol at him. It's still very rare. Yeah, there's not a lot of shootings going on. Like, no. I'm sure if there are shootings in Idaho, they're probably accidental or somebody was out drunk hunting. Like they a, Dick Cheney'd someone. Yeah, they Dick Cheney'd someone. <laughs> like, if you guys don't know what happened, Dick Cheney, uh, vice, one of the vice presidents back in the day, I think, or something, right? Yeah, he's Bush's vice president. Bush's vice president. George Bush, George W. Bush's vice president, w. Dick Cheney. Uh, he was out hunting and shot somebody in the face or something. And in the ear. It's like he's a- such a gangster that he got the other guy who he shot to apologize. <laughs> He's <laughs> how powerful this man the is. The okay? on that man. Like, don't hey, uh, my my uh, yeah, don't hurt me, Uncle Dick. But like in okay. Idaho, like there's, I, I would say if there's any gun problems, it's like accidents or accidental discharges is, of the ex- firearm. Like but that even does that happen. Is low. Guns are dangerous. Like you, you have to have a degree of responsibility and safety. But that's the number one rule. Some of guns. people don't All always guns follow are loaded, that. and yeah. you know there are idiots. But the thing is, it goes back to: Do you believe that you need an authority to tell you how to live, or can you make those determinations yourself? And well, I want to. Idaho myself. has proven that you can just make those determinations yourself. It absolutely has. And that's the problem is we're going to have a whole bunch of people who have to be told every move to make. They're going to mm-hmm. throw a fit no matter what happens. And I feel so bad for the like mom paw shops that have to board. Like I saw in New York, they're boarding up businesses already in anticipation of the election. Yeah. That's living in a state of terror. That that's really true. bothers me. Yeah. It's like, um, but that brings me to my next point, and it does involve firearms still. So sorry, okay. we're on this. I know a lot I of people are touchy about this, but like seriously, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you some information here. Guns because, are not scary. Like, it, let's just create a scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. You're putting all your children in a school. It's a no gun zone. Let's say, okay, if this is in Idaho, chances are your teachers aren't armed. Okay, mm-hmm. there's no armed guards. The resource officer is out in another school because there's a, you're in a big city, right? He is, he is stretched thin. They're stretched thin. Plus, cops Guess are bad what? right now. According to you're just people. asking for somebody with a gun to come on and start shooting people. Especially and there's no recourse one. because like then you have to wait for the cops to show up and they have to set up this perimeter and do all these protocols. And by then, twenty fucking kids are shot. Okay. Yep. Come on, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have these 
quote-unquote no-gun zones, then you need to have at least one or two people there at all times with a gun to protect it. You would think Especially that when logic... it involves our children to protect. No, let's just... Because unfortunately, there that's... are bad people out there, and they do bring guns to school and shoot people. Like, look at Columbine. Well, and some of the people aren't even bad. They're just messed up mentally, and then they have access to firearms, and then they have that whole idea that, well, oh, hey, I Tom. fire... Oh, Speaking oh, of firearms... Tom's here. Tom's here. <laughs> He's getting his cell phone. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, Tom, if anybody doesn't know, my husband is a certified firearms instructor and a range safety officer, and he te- has uh, competitive shooting teams with children. So it probably makes him super bad to some people because he's teaching children he's how to shoot. He's the devil, according to some yeah. people. Which is really neat, though, because every week, uh, Friday, he goes to a gun range and he teaches young people how to shoot, and they shoot competitively, yeah. and he's making a generation of responsible young people that know how to use firearms safely. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm hoping everybody, I'm hoping everybody with a firearm doesn't ever have to actually use it. But it's nice to have. Well, because... It's better to have one and not need it than to need one and not have it. You would I mean, think. come on. Well, and I don't understand the mindset. Just because you're scared of something doesn't mean that another person mm-hmm. should get the right to tell you what to do or not do. Like... That's true. I, I, I think... Karen... We're talking to you, Karen. The fear, the fear factor, you know, like that gluten's going to kill my precious angel. So there mm. should be no gluten in it. Did anything. you see the news article? And I'm tr- I'm not trying to be so abrasive here, but like I saw this really funny news article and it wasn't a satire, but it was basically like a, it was like a, it wasn't even an op-ed, like an opinion editorial. It was something to do with like how Let's see if I can 99% of like these people who say they're allergic to gluten aren't actually allergic to gluten. No, it's a trend. Yeah, it's like a, this trendy ailment. Do you know that gluten, like the, in, this, uh, what is it, the advances we made in gluten are why we have grown in height because nutrition? Yeah. Like, and I do believe too much of a good thing. And there are some of us like, I can't eat a ton of processed flour. I don't feel very good when I do. And there's all of that, like, they talk about brain fog and blah, blah, blah. Because there's ancient wheats like einkorn. Heirloom, heirloom wheats. Yeah that, yeah, that people can handle a little better because, and it depends on the people. Like, Europeans, Northern Europeans especially, they've been eating wheat and stuff. They But then you have people like Hawaiians, yeah. like Tom's people. They didn't eat processed stuff, so it's been really hard they on them. They didn't have a lot of land to grow a lot of wheat over there. Well, they ate sweet Hawaii. potatoes and rice and stuff. Yeah, and they, so they had what they had. They were huge people, but the processed food, European food and American food, has been very hard on them because, what is it, anthropologically? They weren't, they're, they're they're weren't not, used to it. Their yeah. systems, you know, so it's made them... Hor- and, and that's another thing. Instead of just jumping on a bandwagon, do what's best for you. Yeah, that's true. You know, but people but love bandwagon. I still think you gotta people, have a, something to get behind. And anymore. you're more special if you have an ailment. Yeah. I have determined that. Well, what are you talking about? Yeah, so you're talking about the gluten thing. Yeah, the it's funny. Thing. Well, and the gun thing, and and maybe that's just it. Everybody has to be an activist. Yeah. Now. It's just I, the gun thing's important right now because we're about to have a, apparently a civil war in America uh, well, over the, a fucking stupid presidential election. You were speaking of abrasive personalities. Bill Mayer was. Talking, oh God. Well, I mean, but he was even like, "Hey, uh, let's." Not I freaking love some of the things he says. But his article. You gotta love. Out, I don't care who you are what team you're on political satire is hilarious no matter what like come on we can and all for agree him to come out this morning in this article it says let's not have a civil war with the trumpers even bill Mayer, who likes to be abrasive is saying guys let's dial it back yeah. a little bit his whole shtick is like causing controversy because yeah. it's funny but let's skip the civil war and go right to reconciliation i would yeah. love that we're all in this together that whole i would love to see fireball. like in a few years at the end of all this we all just kind of shake hands and go you know what let's put our differences aside and We'll just, you know, well, I don't know. It's such a, it's almost such a, <laughs> it's almost such a mystical thing. It's like a, it's like it's never going to happen. Well, and most of us, like, I would love to, sorry, a child with an airsoft rifle and a gas mask just yeah, blew by the window some, and I about died. But anyways, I, most of us are reasonable. I feel like if you come to us as an individual and say, true. hey, 
I'm being treated badly by the police because of my color of my skin. I'm going to say, hey, that really sucks. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And if you want to figure it out and me step back because I'm in a position of privilege, according to you, I will do that. Yeah, that's fine. Like, but let's, a... let's just be reasonable about our conversation about it. And then can we be Let's not friends? just jump to, like, how dare you, white privilege boy? Yeah. Like, because honestly, guys, I didn't grow up yeah. with a lot of privilege. I still don't know what they're talking about, some of it. I, and I'm willing to listen, which makes it different. I'm not yeah. just going to yell at people. I am willing to listen as well because yeah. I, I don't feel like I have privilege. My privilege is, yes, I'd not, I don't have to worry about necessarily getting shot when I get that pulled is true. over that for is a speeding ticket. That is a type of privilege, ticket, and I will embrace and I'll admit that. that at all day. Like, yeah. it, I'm sorry that that's something that anybody in America has had to deal with, no matter what your skin color is. And like, let's fix that. That's a problem, period. Yeah. And I'm all for and that, that. And I, that's why I, I totally understand the outrage that caused the initial riots in the first Absolutely. place. I totally understand. Absolutely. I'm on your side at, in, in, in a, to a degree. I'm not, I don't think defunding the police is a good idea. If anything, they need more money for training. But well, like, like Because come on, guys. We need the fucking police because it's not like everybody's armed. And not every human behaves well. Yeah. Like some people, you know, like Mayor just said here, no looting the mall. And also, no Gucci lo loafer Republican looters ransacking our government. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. And I'm not... Okay, guys, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, and that's probably I'm part a, of the I'm problem. I'm extremely middle on I this. I am very... I have very liberal social views, but I have very conservative economic views. And so mm -hmm. that puts me at odds with pretty much everybody. Yeah, it's really a tough time for anybody in the middle of all this right now. Because well, I'm very... I'm like almost dead center on every... On most well, things. And I'm like, very right on guns. I can see some good wow. points from the left side. I can see I can some good too. points from the right side. I like to kind of try to combine them into like this middle ground of, okay, well, here's what we should do so everybody agrees. But unfortunately, that's just not how the political system is designed to, to Well, no, that's because of tribalism. Yeah. I'm looking at you so Well, even just, just in general, just the, the way our government's designed, if you will, can we cannot really accommodate anybody trying to use logic anymore. You know, there's so. 80 million of us in our generation. I wish we would get together one day and have this convention and be like, let's just do the, you know, what is it? The party of the flying spaghetti monster. Just <laughs> And we start, we, we have to have enough numbers to do a new political party and they're going to fight us every step of the way. Well, you've, we seen, you've seen in this election specifically just how hard it is for any third party to come out. But we're willfully letting them get away with it. Mm -hmm. We There's enough of us and with social media, we need to just hashtag new political party and not you one of the ones They that tried exists. that and that got banned. Off of Twitter, specifically. I know, but we then start our own thing. There's mm -hmm. enough of us. We are enough of a big, huge group. And I think people would join us. A lot of it just needs to be civility. But that, There isn't any. i got to talk about that real quick because okay. literally there's this movement to just... All it was was a hashtag trying to encourage unity, mm -hmm. to, to, to encourage like, hey, we can have a third party. We're not stuck with a turd sandwich and a giant douche. Yeah. And it wasn't even framed like that. I just like to joke. But um, <laughs> I enjoyed basically, those. like, it was just this really peaceful, non-toxic, like, hashtag movement. Because there's a lot of those nowadays. Yeah, it's always a um, hashtag. It makes you feel... Where they were just trying to encourage people to go out and, and research the, the other parties other than Democrat and Republican. And Twitter banned it. Did they really? Twitter banned that hashtag. They banned that movement. They tried to wipe it off the face of it because you have to vote for Joe Biden. And also, According to Twitter. when you don't have, when they have power, they don't want to. This is the it. power we're talking about. We've given social media the power to say, "I don't want you to see conservative views, so we're going to block everything that's a conservative view." And, that's and that does scary, that guys. that what rubs if... me the wrong way because I don't want government intervention because I'm a libertarian for the most part. I don't want government intervention in business. That's not. It usually spells disaster. Well, of course However, sometimes these businesses go so far as to need government intervention because we've allowed it, whether it's willful ignorance or oblivious. Like, I'll give you one example. Um, 
back, I don't remember what year this was, but Nestle, the the snack food company. Oh yeah. Was uh, they found this spring somewhere in this in this town, and they wanted to bottle the water because okay. they like they made a lot of money off. Of, this was in the huge bottled water movement of like what the late nineties, early two thousands. I think. Yeah, everybody. Liked everybody wanted water. bottled water everywhere. Um, so they found that they they imposed themselves on this town and for the sake of giving jobs, I guess, and they started to bottle this water. Well, they destroyed the economy of this town. They were polluting the the ecosystem of this town, like the uh, uh, nature, you know. Yeah, um, oh, I found it. Right and here. it became this big thing. Yeah, it's the. Uh, and so, like, it became this outrage, and the government literally had to step in because we were so willfully ignorant to the cost of this bottled water, the economic cost of this of this town they were in. the The ecosystem was being destroyed by the pollution from this bottling facility, and you, you could see it. Like, I saw pictures on the news of like downstream from it, there was just garbage, garbage everywhere. Well, and also from this bottling that facility. was in California, Strawberries Creek. Was it? One yeah. One of so, them was, and they siphoned 45 million gallons of water mm-hmm. off of it. And what they did, though, is they took so much that they dried out the other. See, mm-hmm. you should never take more in the name of profit than your ecosystem or your people or anybody can handle. Yeah, China. Sorry. Well, oh gosh. Let sorry, me, not sorry, China. About the batteries and what they did to we'll that. We'll get on that another episode, but I, yeah. I just only wanted to touch on this briefly, but like, that's just one example. One small example. I always believed like the free market can come and, up with and will come up with solutions. We'll just we'll just make change with our wallet. But when the that's business, not what happened. No, because we just so wanted big. somebody on the other side of the United States doesn't know the economic cost from this for this town of that bottled water. They just wanted a bo- piece of bottle. They just wanted a bottle of water for a dollar, and that's okay. I get that. But it's that obliviousness to the actual cost of this bottled water. That w- that caused the need for the government to step in and say, "You guys got to stop because here's what you're doing. This is bad." But see, the, the, the reason but, uh, that's that the why government it, even had to stand that's why it's so in touchy. is sad, though, because the true free market can't reign when you have co- businesses that are yeah. so big they can buy the government. Yeah. So then you have the government. The more power it has, the more they can crush. It's, that's it's, the it's, other example I was going to bring up is yes. in Flint, Michigan, when they were doing the, the oh, pipeline yeah. or the fracking yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Basically, what happened was uh, they they bribed the local lawmakers. Into allowing them to do something that they knew was going to destroy the ecosystem and economy in another town, Flint, Michigan. And I'm sorry for anybody who had to deal with that. I really, I feel for you because like that was a big issue. Yeah. And they're still dealing with the consequences today. And this was what, 10 years ago that, they, that this happened? And do you think that maybe the big question is is how to limit the power of things without becoming communist? Because that, that's, that's the problem. We're in this yeah. constant like battle. It's, it's constant like a balance of power and it's a pendulum actually you, you, yeah it is a pendulum it does it it's swings. like a living one it it's does. swinging it back swings. and forth and i don't think we have a, a good all-fire solution to it yet without encroaching on liberty because we don't with also having enough power to keep people who have more resources than you from mm-hmm. encroaching on your liberty so it goes about yeah it, it, it's an extremely difficult stance to take being like more for the free market and less for government intervention because it's I have to admit, there's also situations where it seems like the government needs to step in, well, it's and like, that's where the do problem. You stand on the line, like there's no. That's the problem. You you're constantly on one side of the line or the other, even if just a little bit. It's really hard to stand in complete balance of that line, right in the middle. Well, and the only the only line thing I'm a very big radical on is guns. I don't believe there should be any lines with guns. The government needs to leave people completely alone. I I just I don't. Yeah. I and that makes me probably like, what's wrong. Radical. Is it really that bad that somebody has a drum magazine that can hold a hundred rounds? Like, is that a problem? It's. Well, what if China invades? What? And we need to arm ourselves. If we don't have drum magazines, we're not going to do as well against the people who do. Now you're going to get made fun of by leftists thinking, oh, you know. aren't going to. So 
And that's and just I get a- it. Some people have used weapons to do bad things. Oh my god. I've done, yeah. Yeah, some people have used the internet to that do bad things. That has nothing to do with the weapon. You it know what? To do if you bullied person, some kid in junior bad. high and they killed themselves, mm-hmm. you did a bad thing. Humans do bad things. Humans also do really good things, which nobody seems Absolutely. to talk about. And talk I wish we'd talk about that more. We cover that a lot in episode zero, negativity. Yeah, there's Bad audio quality, but I still recommend listening to it. Bad audio. You and your audio. Sound engineer Brady is never completely happy. I'm very self-conscious about my audio quality. It's I almost can... like it's like if he showed his underwear to people. It's like <laughs> he he's very fussy about audio quality. And then there's yeah. me. I'm like, oh, sounds good. Cool. It's cool. I've heard nothing but good feedback for the most part. Well, there you go. I'm we've had like... some we've had some problems with Audacity being a little piece of shit, but But we're thankful for you because you're free. Yeah, we love you, happens. Audacity. I'm not but... paying for you, so I can't complain too much. Exactly. But, but it is first world problems, guys. I just I want to return to optimism and civility, and I know it's yeah. really hard to do when things are crappy. Like, you know, we got the pandemic. People think the world's gonna end because Orange Man bad. Um mm-hmm. the economy's not doing so great. We have I, massive inflation. You can't buy a house by just working. You've got debt. I get it. It's bad, but they're not all bad. I have uh, fatigue from so many things going on in the world. I and, I, and I and I got real deep into everything going on. I wanted to know. I wanted to be informed. But I got fatigue, fatigue from it. I can't imagine how Alex Jones feels oh, all, the the t- all the time. The prophet. But um, I, got, I, I started to bury myself in like these old 90s and early 2000s comedy movies, and, and I've been enjoying it. I've been really you know binging them as much as I can because I wanted to get out of my head and get out of the world and just watch some, some comedy movies. But it brought me back into the world realizing I wanted to go back to this... It was such a happy time, time of like peace and prosperity. The and, mid to and maybe late it wasn't 90s like was a wonderful time. It wasn't necessarily all peace and prosperity, but there was like a better feeling in the air. Everybody had a be- the zeitgeist was Every- easier to digest. Just watch the movies from that time. It's hilarious. They're just yeah. nonsensical. And Some of these movies they couldn't make today because of cancel culture, and that also pissed me off. Well, and that's like I was watching Coneheads. And I'm like, there's no way this they could get away with this movie. And Major it wasn't even pain. it was it was benign. <laughs> it was benign. But they couldn't get away with it. Yeah, but there's, a there's lot. still a lot of stupid stuff they couldn't get away with nowadays in comedy because oh, how of about the Blazing culture. Saddles? Yeah, wonderful movie. But you, I watch it now from a lens of a person who lives in woke culture, and I'm like, <laughs> my goodness. But I want to go back to this time, man. Like we're we've we've lost this. We've lost this sense of peace in America. Well, and joie de vivre, this joy of living. Joy there of doesn't living. seem to be a lot of it. You're not going to be... There, it's not about being happy. It's just this complete joy and internal joy of being alive. You're yeah. not going to be alive very long. Each minute that goes by is one minute less that you have. And instead of thinking of it fatalistically, it's like, it should be this pure and unadulterated joy. I'm alive right now. Yeah. I have the internet, which means I can look up it's, anything I want. Exactly. There's all of these good things and nobody... It goes I, back to what we were saying earlier. There's so much to like actually do that's entertaining and fun. Yeah, and and I get that there's a lot of anxiety. I, I think a lot of it is just that we have a mass anxiety right now. Yeah. Well, then, it's scary. We, we, we all knew we were giving the government the power to tell us not to go to work. And, and so also, it, that yeah. alone caused enough anxiety, anxiety to go around for years. And COVID, even though it has a 99.99% survivability rate, and I'm quoting the CDC here... It's still scary. People are still losing people. Whether mm-hmm. they are putting in um, yeah. numbers of people yeah. dying from other things and not just COVID, it's still we're still losing politics. People, politics aside, yes. Okay, everything else aside, everything else aside. Let's isolate the virus for a second. Mm-hmm. That alone is scary. We have this new pandemic. Nobody knew anything about back last we year. We don't know who to believe on. We anything. don't know what to do. The nobody knew, even. Well, I'm going back to a time where there wasn't even numbers, no presidents for this yet. It was a like we had these professionals that are supposed to be know exactly what they were doing when a pandemic happened, and apparently they didn't know what they were doing it seems mm-hmm. because we had this response well, as if they, they no, were making this up on the fly they had no benchmark they yeah. had nothing to draw from it's like we it, 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 this the virus alone 
gave us enough anxiety and fear to go around for centuries. And then you add in social unrest. Yeah, then you, you added in, all this other stuff on top of it. It is a crap In sandwich. an election year, which didn't make anything any better. I'm And I have anxiety about Tuesday. I do, because I just don't know if I can count on my fellow uh, Americans to behave themselves. I feel like <laughs> yeah, I, right, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. I'm a reasonable person. Well, I don't want to hurt anybody. Look at your husband. He can't behave himself. No, he keeps... He, he's he he's off the rails, man. He's, oh, he, he's shushing us. <laughs> don't mansplain to us. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he's gonna go take the teenagers to move stuff for people, cause oh cool, we, a lot of people are moving right now, and when you have a horse trailer, a flatbed, and a truck, yeah, you are very much in demand. That's very true. Because, oh, uh, no shush. Real quick stuff. piece of advice for literally everybody: don't buy a truck. Because <laughs> once you buy a truck, you're the guy who everybody goes to when Dude, they Brady, need a truck. You just killed Tom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tom knows what I'm talking about. He does. I've okay. I've needed his truck a couple times. He's yeah. been there for me. Well, Tom's a real stand-up dude. Well, and you know what, though? If you do have a truck, I think it's just something about your makeup that you know you're going to help your friends. Because yeah. not everybody can afford a truck. Yeah. But 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 back to what we were saying, though. Yeah, let's... Sorry, um, we derailed. Tom was in here. It's just that I, I'm really hoping, like, maybe we can get past all this anxiety and stuff. Like, this is insane. Yeah, The whole world, man. It's the whole world. Hug a human. Yeah. I, I just... I'm tired of everybody being in everybody's throats. I know it's bad, but hug it's easier Hug a human. That's a good Hug a human. One. You can get through Well, things. maybe not. I don't know. Can't... I don't want to sit here you and... You can't hug right I now. I cannot sit here. It's hard to tell you to go hug someone because now we... I, what if I cause someone to spread the virus now? See, you that's can't. the fear. This is the fear right Long now. Long distance high five a human. Yes. There we go. Blow a kiss yeah. from no, 20 no, feet away. That, with your mask on. Blow it's, a kiss on a Zoom call. Oh. <laughs> Do you see where we're at? Here's what I'm so talking about. Right I've now. been watching these movies where like... They're like... Let's say they walk into a... Cl- it's a comedy movie, so there's like this club scene. Yeah. And it's like, wow, we... Who could who can do that anymore? You, you can't, can't just go do that. You can't. Oh, that's right. The other night we were watching, then and again, they just went into a club, and everybody's just grinding on each other. And I'm yeah, like, and I'm like, wow, we I haven't can't. seen that in fucking months. Well, and then we've got speakeasies popping up in places like really <laughs> restrictive, like New that. York, you yeah. know, and they're like having underground meetups and stuff so they can I party. Love that. Anytime anybody bans, anytime the government bans something. The response is always, well, okay, black market. Well, the Rona is literally so now there's does black nothing market. to young people, and yet they're the ones being the most oppressed yeah. by it. So now we got black market hugs going on. Black market like, hugs. You got to look around you, Make look sure under no- your shoe, yeah. open up the cookie jar. Okay, government ain't watching. I'm going to give you a hug. Or like you already had to be sneaky as a young person to have a party. Now they have to be super extra level sneaky. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And and now you're almost a public enemy if you do something. So it's like, God, this is where we're at in the world right now. It's not even just America. It, it's just, and it's the you world. Even, I know. You can't even like hug, Britain, a, hug a stranger right now Britain, because you don't way, know uh, who has the Spain, virus. Germany, France, they're all going back into a re- super restrictive lockdown. Mm-hmm. And then we're facing, if we get Orange Man bad, I, I think Orange there'll be a little bit bad. more stuff. But then if we get Biden, we're going into a restrictive lockdown. I don't know how the people on the right are going to respond to that. I don't think it's possibly gonna, violently. I think it's just going to be a giant middle finger. I don't know. And it's so hard then, to are predict. they going to send the National Guard in to yeah. make you behave? And I, that's why there's this kind of like there's this weird anticipation right now. Three days from day T-minus zero. Three days. Yeah. Again, we're in like the tenth hour here. Like, I might. I wonder what the prophet Alex Jones has to say about what people are going to do. I encourage everybody to go listen to Alex Jones. Like, I know. He, he's controversial. I know 
He says a lot of crazy shit. I know he was wrong about the Sandy Hook thing. Everybody, come on. He even, like, apologized for it, okay? Willingly. Like, he wasn't forced to apologize. Yes, they tried to force him to apologize, but he just came out and apologized No, willingly. I don't think you should apologize. Like, the man's not a bad man. He just says a lot of crazy shit. But I encourage you to go to listen to him because you got to hear all sides of it. Well, and that's the it's, big thing. I think that's the point of our show. I Because we're both here we are encouraging people to listen to Bill Mayer and Alex Jones. You cannot yeah. get two more Those diametrically two, opposed people they're extremely on, on the planet. Yeah, they're on completely opposite ends of the spectrum here. But Go listen to Bill Mayer. He's a satire, so don't get offended whatever he says. But listen to him because because an open in mind that satire, is not a fearful mind buried in that satire is some sense. Just like with Alex Jones, buried in the wackadoodle conspiracy theory ridden rants he does is some common sense, and you can probably pull from both sides and combine it to this like, oh, I get it now because. Now I can stand in the middle because I've listened to both sides. Well, because we're all different and we should not be lumped into groups. Like, I do this every day. I go to Salon.com and HuffPo and then I might go over here to the, like, you know, some right-wing blogs and Drudge. And I like to get a sense of what they're all thinking because they're all my fellow humans. And I'm okay with you being in your extremist groups. I'm tired of extremist groups dictating policy. Yes. On each side. However... I, I, since I am one of those people who like to look at both sides, yeah. what I see all the time now, especially in the last week, is it's literally a dang war it against is. each other. They're so mean, too. And though there's, I just, that's why I'm calling, like, it's, it seems like there's, like, we're on the verge of an actual armed civil war between the Republicans and the Democrats, or between the the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers or between the masks the, the masks are just ma- oh yeah masks masks and, and the anti-masks and also guys the mask thing is not that big of a deal it's like you can wear one and you might be lessening exposure to spittle and droplets yeah. or you might not I, it's just everybody's the so whole mean about mask it. thing is so interesting. It is. I, t- I didn't want to go down the mask. I don't route. really want it's to. Such an abrasive it's topic. So but you know what? Here we are. We have a we have a okay. microphone. You're going to okay. listen to us. Gonna... So <laughs> I'm not going to preach one way or the other. But I, all I'm going to say is it's is it's really weird when they tell you to wear a mask and then they tell you oh the mask didn't actually aren't effective but you still have to wear a mask because I said so. It's just weird. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm anything for the mask or against the mask. All I'm saying is like the whole mask thing was weird. Well, it's just the reason but why But in it's Japan, weird. yeah. You see masks a lot in Japan. It's a weird sight for us. I've seen like these like little like news footage sometimes. Like I'm, I'm talking like 5 6 years ago. I would see like news footage of people wearing masks in Japan or it's in China. It's a big deal in Eastern Asia. They do this out of their own volition, not because the government tells them to. I'm sure at one point it was recommended. It's a communal culture. But like they just decided, "Hey, I don't feel good today, so I'm going to put a mask on so that I don't get my neighbor sick." It's, well, because they're they a love culture each other. and they care about each other. Yeah. And also, they have a high-density yeah. population. The reason that you see these in Japanese culture, the people bow to each other, is because they don't want to spread germs. It's a very clean culture over there. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm not saying that. What yeah. I'm saying is that they bow instead of shaking hands or high-fiving like or hugging. I like bowing. I think it's cool. It's just... they, But they do it... Not out of fear or anything like that. They do it out of respect. It's just a respect thing. They don't want to spread germs. It's a clean culture over there. I, like I said, I don't know if that's good or bad because you could make arguments for hyper sanitization being bad. You could make arguments for They also do both communal sides. exercise and have a way lesser volume of obesity with the exception of sumo wrestlers. That's true. Than we do. And, uh, I, and I'm not saying we need to be weebo- weebos and like dive into, we got to be like Japan or anything like why that. Why can't you just like, like a culture and emulate what you like about it without yeah. being judged? I'm just saying there's, some, about that there's some nuggets to take from What if you really cultures? like dreadlocks and you wanted to have them, but yeah. nowadays you'd be accused of, you know, cultural appropriation, yeah. but maybe you just really liked them. Like, I um, don't... America has always been a good example at least until now, uh, has been a good example of um, 
multicultural like blending we like our food everything. we were talking about in the food episode that's true it in is flavor town episode eight of all the things go listen to episode eight that's we talked about episode. how um i can't even find an example of truly american food because it's all a blend of different cultures food types this um true. and that on in and of itself creates an, an american culture of food on its own in a way but um we won't go down too far into the food rabbit hole we already did but what i'm saying is like in food and in culture and in society, we there's always been a big blend of different cultures in America because what happened with America all... is like um, when 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 the word got out, uh, we like opened our arms up to all of the immigrants of the world. Like, hey, y'all are struggling in your country. Come here. We got there's plenty there's of space, jobs at the time there was plenty of jobs because it's like it was a new frontier it was a new country mm-hmm. like we hadn't even explored the western side of the country yet <laughs> like we were busy and, and yes yeah. we know there's exploitation and bad things because once again Obviously. humans behave I'm, badly i'm not gonna say like i'm not yes. gonna talk we're not gonna talk about the immigration issue he's obviously gonna come up in the you know, election come on over here and then we all melded everything together but like yeah we became this mixing pot of cultures because we welcomed immigrants from everywhere to come over and make a better life for themselves in america what happened to that well now you can't even say not even american pot is an anti-woke thing exactly you can't win but like what happened to like the prosperity like what happened to that sense of like Making a better life for yourself in somewhere. Well, like, now have, Americans can't do that for themselves anymore. And my friend was talking about that last night. She's like, to be alive is to consume. You are going to consume if really? you are alive. Like, it that is. Makes, you're, I mean, you're gonna. You're that gonna is inherent. Consume. And so, should you apologize for it? No. It was an interesting thing to think about. Now, if you're... That is con- good. That is, you're right. That's you're, very you're interesting. Because, like, if your consumption is causing harm, but at some level, it's... Do we get mad at the killer whales for tossing seals around before they eat? No, that's their nature. So, as humans, to conquer and consume is sort of our nature but yet we've learned to overcome it and realize that some of that's bad even though it's still going on with multinational corporations i don't know it's like the cycle with consumption it always has been it's like we almost at first always go for too much because of the demand and then we go oh we're gonna run out of whales for an example and so we kind of like cut back on it and go okay or we find alternatives to the things that were like uh like 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 with the batteries you wanted to talk about that oh um lithium Guys, yes, electric cars, it, we're not burning hydrocarbons if you have an electric car, it's great. But guess what? That electricity you charge the battery with has to come from somewhere. Or the battery itself. We had to the battery strip itself. mine a part of China yeah, to get you the rare earth to, minerals. Have you seen what if, they've done to the If earth? you guys don't know what a battery is made of, typically at the moment, they're, the technology, the standard technology it's for batteries ion. is lithium ion. And guess what? You need lithium. That's a resource you have to dig out of the earth. Which okay. means you have to consume. Meaning it is limited. Like, we only have one Earth. We only yep. have so much in the planet. Like, yep. same with steel. Same with iron. Same with all of these other things that we're digging out of the ground in order to make products for people to make a more convenient life. To consume. There, there's that balance again. Um, yes, we love the convenience of having these products. But yes, we will also eventually run out of the materials to make the products. And we're always looking for alternatives so that we don't. Like, that's the cool thing about people is, like, we don't also, we don't want to eat the planet alive. We, we don't want the... forward. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're literally searching for asteroids they can mine right now. Which would be awesome because you're not going to hurt anything by d- taking the Yeah, what is that going to hurt? It's not. I it's don't gonna... know. You could, you could argue against it. Like, that asteroid was going to run into uh, another one and c- combine and make a planet that has that sustains life someday. We don't know that. Who cares? Yeah, but we might have already discussed stuff in the first, like that a thousand times. We're not times. capable of I mean, thinking in, in the fifth dimension the fifth like dimension. that. Okay? Yeah. Consequence of choice. Yeah. But what we can think of is, like, we, are, we only have one planet that we're living on currently. Okay, guys? We need 
need to like think about how much of the things we're pulling. I read this article like five years ago, and I can't believe I can remember this, but it was talking about how we're running out of the specific type of sand to make glass. That's silica? We're running out of but silica? We're, they, but they only use a certain purity of silica to make glass, so they're mining specific sand That's to make the bananas. glass that we use. But we can re- glass and apparently is we're like, recycle. But but the article was talking about how like, and we're I mean we're literally we're still we're li- really far off. But they were thinking so far ahead in this article, saying like eventually we will run out of this specific silica that we use for glass. But do you and, feel like the laws and of, we can only recycle so much of it too? Do you feel like so, the laws of entropy are going to apply to humans? So and that's I feel the, like yeah, that entropy, might be. Yeah. I think that we're just going to eventually either by killing ourselves mm-hmm. or running out of gas or the second coming, as some people believe. At some point, I feel like it's all coming to a head, and yeah. I think that's where some of this anxiety is coming from. I feel like our people, through a combination of leisure time, bad anxiety, things, all this stuff, they're like an implosion running to happen. Yeah. It's And then I worry, who's got their finger on what trigger? Mm. What is the trigger going to be? Like, what is the Archduke assassination moment? Like, that's what kicked off. The, all this stuff was fomenting for World War One, World War Two, and then something just kicked it off. What is going to be the thing? There's always a thing. There's always There's something. Always There's always a catalyst. And I, I, I sort of sit it like the, when I do my weird like news gisting, I, I think about what is the thing. And then there's me. I'm lazy. I talked about this in our prepping episode. I don't want to live in that type of scenario. Yes, I'm privileged. I have a good life. And we've all, you know what? Our ancestors worked hard for that good life. People don't mm-hmm. talk about that enough. Yeah. So I don't want to live in this post-apocalyptic. When you say stuff like that, I always think back as far as I can to like the cavemen as our ancestors. Yeah, they worked hard to get to where we are now. We did, and you know what? Every bit, every every generation since we were cavemen has worked extremely hard to get to where we are now, and we're not even in a perfect place yet. Like, there's room for growth. There's always room for growth. And I want to make life better for other humans. That's That's why you help people move and you grow things and you bake things. We we each can do our part. The question is. Um, and at least right now, the yeah. moment we're in, in right moment. now, it seems like we're moving backwards in progression because of all this bullshit, the woke culture, we got the elections coming up, everybody's arguing and fighting. It, we're, we're almost in this like taking two steps backwards. When it comes to human interaction, I when do it, believe yes. that civility, it is just... Technologically, we're, we're always moving forward. We're always, like, we haven't we're moved Walt backwards in a that, But as yeah. far as human interaction, we have gone backwards. It's, it seems like we've gone backwards a little bit because we had this like huge boom of progressiveness, progressive yeah is that it progressivism you put an ism on it anyway (laughs) like uh from like the let's say like the middle of the 80s to now there's like this huge boom of progressivism where like we're we've finally started becoming accepting of these different cultures of these different mindsets of like like gay marriage got legalized recently and that's fucking awesome i'm so for that like come on because because i'm in this i'm in the pool of like i don't care what people do, I want people to be happy with each other, happy with ourselves. I want and, them to live their life that's without important. interference from like, other people. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we, I do. We shouldn't step in and say this or that. Like, um, it's none of your we're business. making breakthroughs with, with idealisms, and and now we've run into this roadblock where we're moving backwards. If you want, but to, is it yeah. necessary? My question is: Is it necessary? Are For we in, growth, is what happening right now necessary? Like, are we going to come out? Are we going to come out? into a better place after this like are we just in this hurricane are we on sailing this ocean and there's a storm and are we going to come out into uh, flat water soon so you're basically saying like are we going to evolve through this uh, what is this like tragedy of behavior into something better yeah, or, or are we going to evolve into fallout are like, we go- is it going to cons- consistently move backwards are now we gonna, because of this are, are, are we, we rolling as, back down the hill or are that we we've, we've worked so hard to climb i don't know it makes me so sad because you know, wars are fought with information now. They're not fought with bodies. 
With the exception Correct. of some, you know, they do have their mechanized infantry, and there is some body count, but yeah. not to the degree. It's, it used it's to be. obvious that we're mostly in a cold war again. Again, yes, it's not like the previous century where they sacrificed millions of people yeah. on the for. Where it's different now, and so is it going to yes. stay that way, or are we going to shoot lasers? I've always out of thought space? it was. Like, I've when when talking about warfare specifically, I've mm-hmm. always kind of, and I'm not an expert by any means, but what I can see happening is, uh. It, a theater of war where it's not soldiers on the battlefield and drones flying around bombing shit. It's more It's way more like with pens and paper and, and like policies Shuffling being resources made. And, and like all the... We're going back to a time where there's like espionage again. But it's yeah. a lot different now because of the technology. So like it's espionage on the internet. You don't there's, have to have James There's Bond Russian is, troll farms. Yeah. Like this obvious because of the Russian troll farms. Like look at Cambridge Analytica, for example. It's controlling Cambridge, the flow of information the, versus... Yeah. Guys, go on Netflix. There's this documentary. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Where this company like uh, would go out and basically they made they just made propaganda to try to sway elections in foreign countries, and then allegedly Donald Trump used their services to gain you know f- to gain traction in his political campaign yeah. to win the election in 2016. So it's like, but basically they did they legitimately got caught and they had to go in front of Congress and and plead their case because they were going to other countries as well and and putting out these propaganda campaigns in order to like sway elections in other countries like I think it was in India one mm-hmm. of them was in India where they got this guy elected in India. Or something like that. I can't remember. Go watch the documentary because I'm an idiot. Do you think the current elections are won <laughs> by whoever can sway the dissatisfaction into their favor as a, as a whole? Um, like, their dissatisfaction, I feel, is always there. Yeah. And then using these, like Cambridge Analytica, you're just saying, using getting enough of that on your side, you win the election. Mm-hmm. And Because I got so pissed off last night reading the, about the amount of money right now that they're raising last minute to do to try to win this. Most people are not on the fence about how to, who to vote for. They've already chosen their side, so to speak. And yeah, what makes I noticed that. Is the millions and billions of dollars that are being wasted on trying to pimp people to vote for your side. It I kind of wanted to bring that up, too. I just want to strangle something. Yeah. It makes me crazy. I'm glad you brought that up because it's like, there's so, like, here we are three days from the election and they're still pandering for votes. But it's like, guess what? Everybody already decided a year ago who they're going to vote for, let alone, and then you have all these scandals coming out, but that doesn't change anybody's mind, it seems. No, it's like, but they, what? They kinda... People vote. This early voting thing confuses me because I'm like, nobody's really stated a good case one way or the other yet. There, no. People had already voted before the fucking debates. Yeah. And that scares me because it's like, first of all, why aren't they having debates for four years? Throwing... If, if it's going to be like this, if it's going to work like this, if it's going to operate on this level, just start baiting. why don't we have debates constantly for four years? Because apparently all it is is like, all po- all politics is now is like Theater. securing your vote. You're working for four years instead of running the country. You're focused on getting the votes in four years. And pumping up your voter base all the so time. So why don't we just have debates every, every Tuesday? The amount of money being wasted on the election cycles... Drives me crazy. God, it's insane. I, I, We've we talked have about so this. Ma- I know. I just, I, I saw it though yesterday. There Do you were- know how many millions of dollars these politicians raise? Billions. Whether it be your local politicians or the president of the United States. I'm talking a billion dollar, like, it market. Let's just say it's market. It we'll pretend it's market share. Now. It's potential mm-hmm. market share. Mm-hmm. It's like billions of dollars in market share. These billions of dollars should be going to a lot of different things. I've talked about this um, where... Guys, we you don't need to go out and hold these events. And Ro- Rona, one thing, one good thing from the coronavirus has been the uh, disillusion of uh, like centralism, yeah. where you have to be somewhere to do something. A lot of people are working from home now. 
where they were previously going into the office, where yes. they've realized I c- we can just do the same exact thing from home. Um, and it's evident in media production, all these big news people and all these, yeah, they're doing all they're these TV service. like talk show hosts and stuff. They all had to like because of the shutdowns, they all had to go do this from home, and they're now they're doing it as if it's like a like a vlog. Yep. And so like, and. I see the same thing with the elections. Why can't that be done remotely? It's really easy to... Like when Bernie Sanders went on Joe Rogan's podcast. He, did he didn't even have to do that. He didn't have to go there. He could have done that from a Zoom call. We've seen him do... We've seen plenty of podcasts do been done remotely. Yep. So why, could, why can't these politicians just get up on YouTube, get up on Twitter, make an Instagram story... It costs nothing. But Brady, when the, has a politician the, ever cared about saving connection. money unless they're yeah. trying to get reelected? I mean, really, let's talk about it. The waste in our, the whole system has become one big dumpster fire as far as waste goes. Exactly. And it's, so when I hear a politician or an activist talking about they care about something, no, you don't. Do they? You're just pimping people for money because you have something you're passionate about instead of the people that I love are the people in the background who are actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. There are people in the background in inner cities and political camp grassroots people they actually care about what they're talking about and they put the work in we don't we need more of that and less of this theater i'm so tired of it's kind of like the the coach syndrome yes where uh all the football players get all the credit and we're talking about uh, american football here oh yeah i'm just making an analogy i love analogies analogies help uh, but you like yeah. everybody watches the super bowl and we all like uh idolize the players of the game right it's not a lot of people really talk about the coaches a lot unless they're a super fucking football nerd. Or it's like an ESPN documentary or something. Yeah, but realistically, yeah. like, these coaches, and the coaches are doing a lot of the work. And then you have all the other people that are involved. So, like, it's yeah, this, it's this giant symbiotic thing in which only a, only the surface gets seen. Because the face of anything Same with the human seen. being a human being. Yeah. There's so many little bacteria like in doctor. your body. You, like, nobody talks about your pelvis a lot, but it's necessary for your, your center of gravity to even walk upright. Yeah. But always, we don't think about it a lot. It's like that kind of thing. And it's really kind of sad. There's so many players in the background of what's going on that... And having an awareness of of that instead of this face, Mm -hmm. you know, like you... All we see is Donald Trump or Joe Biden, but we don't see the players in the background. The people who write their speeches, because God knows they don't write their own speeches. Or they're like guy off of Space... um, What is it? Space Force? Yeah, Joe, the Tony guy. F Tony? Yeah, F Tony. Fuck Tony? Yeah, like... You, they've got all these social media coordinators, and they have all. For better or worse, there's it's a machine. There, it's it a, is, yeah, a that's a good way to put it. It's a machine, and there's all and these moving each parts. Other parts. I don't. And we know. don't appreciate all the moving parts because all we see is the 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 what what the machine pumps out. And I think we have fatigue, which is I, uh, orange man with a toupee. I have a little bit of life fatigue. I'm not going to be honest. There's so much, like you said, there's too much stimuli. Mm-hmm. You know, you have just the choice alone of an entertainment is just massive. Mm-hmm. And then you have the actual part of living. And then, you know, with the older generations, it was you live to work, which yeah. we realize. So we are the generation, I think, that's changing that. And but then we have a latent guilt from it. Like you talked about where I feel like I should be working when I'm sitting here right now. You know, even when we podcast yeah. when I'm working, I'm still thinking in the back of my mind, hey, I've got to take my kid to get basketball shoes. I need yeah, to do all this there's other. all this other stuff you got to do. And, and I feel but like that way, causes But you... then you get this weird guilt or, yes. or like neural dissonance where you're like, I should be doing all these other things instead of making a podcast. I'm not even making any money on this podcast. But I love it. I so think about I this all that. the time. I do too, because we're putting effort I in could it. be at home with my family right now, spending time with my family, and I love doing that. Yeah. But I chose to make the sacrifice 
if you want to call it that. I don't want to call it a sacrifice because I'm not bitching about it. No. But realistically, I chose to spend that time that I could be doing that to make this podcast. You're talking about how you allocate your time. Yes. And I think that time allocation in America, we try to fit so much stuff in the time that we have. And we only have two thirds of our day to do that. Here's a good example. Uh, Recently, I played the game Red Dead Redemption 2 on the PlayStation. I got real sucked into that game. I was super into it. Okay. Well, I, I would get these little, like, moments of like guilt i was guilt tripping myself and like why am i playing this video game i got so much stuff to do yes but at the end of the day the house didn't burn down the children were fed yep things got taken care of even if i was rushing to get my chores done because i spent all day playing red dead i gotta go pick up the kids in 10 minutes but i was rushing to pick up the house and do all this stuff so the wife doesn't yell at me Because <laughs> I spent all this, and I would guilt trip myself, but it's like really, I at the end of the day, I enjoyed playing this video game for like four hours, even though I shouldn't have. And the chore still got done. The house wasn't a mess. The house didn't burn down. The end of the the, the apocalypse didn't come about because I played video games for four hours for three days straight. So you didn't have Red Dead depression. I didn't have Red Dead depression. Okay. I did at the end of the game because the game was depressing. It was a really sad story, but uh, <laughs> I really. <laughs> Like, I was expecting this epic Western tale, but it turned into this really... It was a ballad, essentially. Well, and it gets worse as you get older. Because when I was younger, reading was my escape, okay? I still love to read. But I used to read a book a night when my kids were toddlers. Mm -hmm. I would put them to bed, and then I'd read a book from 8 to 11, because I read really fast. And I never felt any guilt. Now, I have so much going on. If I even read a little bit, I, I get this weird sense of guilt. Like, I should be doing other things right now. Yeah. Where does that come from? Why do we do that to ourselves? I don't um, think we should. It's maybe conditioning. I think so. As long as you are being a responsible human in the sense that you're not hurting anyone with your actions, like you're taking care of your family, yeah. your chores are Most done. Most of your stuff's taken care of. Then it should Be responsible. Matter. Everything should be done responsibly. Well, yeah. Like, you shouldn't be living in filth because that just means you're being lazy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about... There's a difference but again, between I filth can't, and... Can we, judge, can we be the ones on the platform ju- uh, up on the pedestal judging someone who lives in filth because it's like, that's well, no. the way they want to live their life. That's not my life. What I mean more by that is there's a difference between filth advice. that's unhealthy and well, yeah. then messiness. Yeah, but I'm it's still none of our business if anybody else lives in filth. Well, I would That's never judge anybody for that, but I'm talking about if you're being a, a responsible adult, advice. like when you have other people depending on you, yeah. you should probably not live. Well, adult. definitely, like if you, yeah. if definitely, your little kids should not be crawling through. At the same garbage time, to get to I the... can't tell anybody how to live their life, but since I have a microphone, yeah, if I were you... to give you advice, this is what we're saying because I don't want to sit here and act like we're judging people or I preaching don't either. Mean that the, at yes, all. we're yeah. yes, we're the head, we're the talking heads of the Church of Hypothesis. However, that doesn't mean so, we're preaching. I'm, we're just suggesting. We're just... You'll be happier just if you're advice, not living okay? in cat litter. I'm not even an expert, but if you want advice mm-hmm. and you come to us for advice, what we're saying is you shouldn't live in filth or put anybody's life in danger, hygienically or otherwise. Yeah, it's more for you. But it's if, not if for that's how you're you, living, it's... I'm not judging you. If you're a hoarder and you got like massive piles of shit all over in your house... We love you where you're at. That's cool. Can yeah. I come go through your shit? Because I've always been interested in the hoarders. I've always wanted to go through a stacked newspaper yeah, I love maze. that Hoarders a Nightmare I got show. St- oh, the Hoarders show on a and Yeah, I go down show. that show. You know why? It's because I, ha- I'm, I have some people in my life that it's have emotional attachment to items. And so I understand the mechanisms behind hoarding. And I don't judge people for it because you have yeah. to work through your own battles. And so I'm going to like you where you're at. Yeah, Does, I really am. It, it's I just know me personally. My mind is better and more at peace if I don't have garbage in the house. But, but I definitely uh, want to encourage people to like think about your life, think about how you're living, think about everything. Introspection and, and just you know, if you are a hoarder, but you're also like 
functional. Don't, you don't want to be a hoarder, but you got to really take the time and think about it and like actually put the time in and clean your house. Rally everybody together, say, look, I want to change my life and, and actually get in there and clean it. Because that, what that hoarder show is about is like they come in and like clean the hoarder's houses and, and try to fix, not fix, I guess that's a negative way to say <laughs> it, but like try to put them through some kind of therapy in a way to, to help with the mindset behind hoarding. Because it's usually, uh, it, it really is usually a mental illness of some sort. Every so, time. like, hoarding aside, all that aside, but, like, what we want to do here at the Church of Hypothesism is, like, encourage growth and improvement in your and life. Inquiry, not inquisition. Yeah. Doesn't all religion want important. that? You don't need to be witch-hunted because you are in the place that you're at. If you're not harming others with your... And the problem is hoarding a lot of times harms others, mm -hmm. not just you. Especially mm -hmm. if you have kids and stuff. So, but the thing we do at the Church of Hypothesism is we encourage inquiry. Because you know what? If you answers you're probably going to find some and it just might take a long time mm. and i think that's the problem in our culture now everything has to be so fast yeah. mental health things are not fast because you're not always going to have that monkey on the shoulder telling you hey come back over here where you were comfortable or your coping mechanism side you know that's the title today mental illness monkey the mental illness monkey he is always there we are all on the spectrum we talked about this you know how autism has a spectrum well so does mental health yes every one of us is there we all have our battles we mental have to fight health. mental health is a fluid thing and yeah you're in different states and honestly well, like today my mental health is way different than it was yesterday and way different than it was the day before that yep it's ever changing well i'm an idiot that constantly like is upset about things mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with has anything anybody ever, we're constantly doing with it has anybody ever had a day where the day started out in one state of mind where you're okay normal day or you're maybe you're really happy and then something happens and all of a sudden you get brought down to the fucking ground oh yeah maybe you get a call someone in your family or somebody you cared about dies or someone you love is treating you like bam, crap. Bam, you're pulled down and you're there for three weeks. But then you do come back out of it because you've moved on. Let's say this was years ago. And now you're somewhere completely different. You're always riding that wave. Yeah. Even yeah. if you've held on to that depression, you're still... That depression's different three years down the road than it was when it started. Oh, exactly. It's just how it is. Like, And it's in a state of fluidity. You're not going to have the same state all the time. I don't like trainings that make you think you're going to achieve some nirvana state of mental health. <clears <clears <throat> Tim <throat> Robbins. <clears throat> but you're always going to be up and down. It's just the tool. You need the tools to cope with it. Yeah. You need to not be so fragile because fragility is where you go off the rails. That's true. Uh, there it, is some fragile people out there. How I'm, can they strengthen up? Well, uh, when it comes to feelings, I'm very fragile, but you have to learn to find tools to help you cope because no, you're not doing any good for anybody, especially yourself, if you are internalized to the point that yeah. you're just sitting in the corner staring at the wall. And if you mm. are there, I if, want no judgment. I if, just, it, I get it. if it physically hurts you because Joe Rogan had Alex Jones on their podcast, you need to do some soul you need searching. To, you need to reach inside of your soul and figure out where that's coming from because that's not healthy. Is what I'm trying to say. And that's just one example. I have to bring that up. Words do hurt. There's but a lot of examples. If you're letting that, but... them affect your life, yeah. then you need to find the if, tools. If, just ask the questions. Why is this bugging me? If you guys are outraged because of something Chris Pratt said about, was it like transgenders or oh, something? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Maybe. Why would you care? I don't even know what he was saying. I think I'm making that up. But anyway, like if, if a celebrity says something you're offended by or. If you, if you who have nothing to do with the situation, got offended because Louis C.K., the comedian, jerked off on some woman, there's something wrong there because he has he's not even in your life. Well, that woman maybe could have been offended, and he could have been in some trouble, and maybe the people immediately surrounding in, in that nucleus could have been offended. But if you are way outside of that and it offends you, there's something wrong if there. If you want to ruin somebody else's lives because of their actions, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. If you, and that, if if you I, As a human, I'd be like, that's gross. He shouldn't yeah. have done that, but move on, you yeah. know? I have a good example of this. I There's a young kid that I take home when he gets off the bus, and I say, he, 
Young transgender kid. I've known the kid was identifying as a girl, born a female. So it's really, when he comes to get in the car, I'm like, how you doing? And I accidentally will mess up a pronoun. It's not because mm-hmm. I'm being nefarious or I don't support the transition. It's because I've known that child a long time and yeah. I referred to him as a she for most of his life. It's not me being a jerk or not supporting trans. I Honest mistake. Yeah. And You've got to realize, that. like, it's it's just hard. In that specific scenario, where but it's like, yeah, if you called somebody a she and they turned into a, they turn in they transition to be a male, there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't get mad if I accidentally call you a she still two months after your transition because it's just what we're used to. Well, like, and that's I just the only point, thing. Like, I just point blank say it now because I'm very supportive of transgender people. Once again, your life, you get to decide how you want to live it. Yeah. Um, and I'll I say, love how we always cover all these topics that are so uh, so off the wall. Well, I just well, it, it applied so to what we were the, talking to though. As I said, I am so sorry. Yeah. I am used to, you know, you this way, and it's I'm trying my best. You know, if you have some empathy, it's not you trying to be a jerk. Yeah. And I think that that needs to apply in everything. If you're at least showing that empathy, that goes for miles. Even if you don't agree, if you should care enough about the other person to be like, you know what, this is where they're at. Just for the sake of decency. With the exception of even if you're behaviors. Even if you're a transphobe, at least, like, for the sake of decency, don't show it. In public. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Like, and if it's, I don't care. It's something I, that's harming I, someone. If you're a transphobe, okay, I'm not going to say I support transphobia, but I'm going to say, just again, for the sake of common decency, don't wear it on your sleeve. Same with racism. Same with, yeah. if, if you're against anybody's anything, if you, as long as you just don't wear it on your sleeve and be toxic about it, be an asshole, it's all that, it, it all boils down to just don't be an asshole. Yeah, and in this you can you can think what you want, you can believe what you do. want, just don't be an asshole about with it. With the exception of harmful behavior, if you're gonna if you're cutting your arms all up and bleeding everywhere to deal with your pain, mm-hmm. and you're 14, I'm probably gonna talk to you, like, yeah. or I'm gonna like find an adult because you know what, you might mess up on one of those cuts. But then on the flip side, if you're an adult and doing that, I don't know, that's a hard one too, isn't it? I might roll my eyes, but at the same time, I'm not gonna be an asshole about it. I'm not well, gonna just go, hey, you suck. Well, my thing is, though, is it's like, where's that line again? We talk about that that line between needing to act because of reasons and not acting because it's none of your damn business. Like, right. where's the line? Mm. You know? I, that line's usually invisible. That's the hard part. I know. And we these, always... These lines of socioeconomic behavior and interaction are invisible. They are. And they're... And there's not... Some things with these newer things, are, there's no precedent for yet. Like the trans, the transgender thing. Or designing It's like, that's babies. pretty new. Like, you guys got to realize... That has just started to become like accepted in the as in the normal societal cultures, not long ago. Yeah, so you I mean, guys who are part of that, or are invested in that, just need to calm down a little bit about it because you have to give people time to adjust. And, and that, I know it's unfortunate that you have to give people time to adjust, but that is reality. Like I it's, think having an awareness it, that you might get a reaction is probably something you know. And that, yeah, you yeah, should people, be aware that some people are going to react in ways. But people are also growing because, like you just talked about, gay marriage. It's kind of part of the normal lexicon now. That, Same with gay marriage. That yeah. it just became a thing within the last decade or two. So just give it some time. Don't 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 force it. Is what I'm trying to say. And people are any not movement, known. not even just these controversial ones, but any movement at all. That happens. You have to give time to adjust, like with coronavirus. Coronavirus, we didn't have time to adjust, and we just had to change our life and flip it upside it down. And blapped right on. And us. we haven't yeah. had enough time to really adjust everything yet. And now it's going to change again. I'm sure. One I think way that's or the another other. thing too. Humans, you know, there's a lot of people with entrenched views, especially in America. And Americans are very loud and boisterous about their entrenched views. Mm-hmm. Like right now, if you Always go, have been. you go to the store, in my town, I can guarantee you half the parking lot is going to be trucks with Trump flags on them. 
That at, is at the moment. It's I'm very, not being. Yeah. There's no hyperbole here. It's that is the way it is. And then, but what's really cool also is there are people with Biden stickers on their cars, and so far I haven't seen any bad behavior other than maybe the diesel guy will burn out next to the guy, or maybe yeah. there might be some flipping off back and forth. But realistically, it's a personal Your normal expression. bro crap. Yeah, personal expression. No harmful things. But what I'm really getting concerned about is in our urban areas. It's crossing over. Last night, there was some beatings. What was it? Beverly Hills. The Antifa and the Trumpers, they, there was attackings. And I'm concerned about that. I'm kind of glad. I haven't had time to even look at the news today because I woke up and came straight here to do the podcast. And, well, but you know, later night. I'm going to go be flipping through stuff a little bit. And well, like, I like oh to kind of just... There's always something, I swear. I've never understood about beating up somebody over their political views. Do not get it. And then there was like this pepper spraying thing of some oh, voters God. by the police. And um, I don't know the whole story yet. And I'm, they want to make it look like it was a racial thing. The news does. But I don't trust the news anymore. I don't know. And they're like, little kids were sprayed. And I'm all, eh. And that could have been an agent provocateur. We don't know See, anymore. See, Alex Jones is crazy. But one thing he brought light to that was true was that in a lot of these big major mainstream protests, mm-hmm. um, the opposing side or something will always put in these agent provocateurs, which are people who go and start shit so that it becomes violent or... So it looks bad on the other side. It looks like they're just a bunch of violent assholes. So like, that's why I don't get yeah. r- wound up about like any a, of it. One example stuff, yeah. was is like uh, the dude. It, there was like these. I think it was some kind of gay pride thing where somebody like ran somebody over with a car. It was like a KKK member. I don't know. And I, it didn't I'm have an anything to do with anything. Yeah, my head hurt. I, I can't remember. My head hurts thinking well, about we it. We are too. But like, but they so. they put these people into like. I'm going to just make a complete hypothetical. Like you have a protest, right? Okay. Or a, it, it hasn't turned violent yet or anything. Somebody from the opposing side will put on the colors of the movement and, and then start thing. shit, like throw a, a brick through a fucking window or shoot a gun into the air or into the crowd or kill someone. And they do this so that that, Discredits. since they're wearing the colors, they, they make it look like that the movement is all violent and bad and toxic. Mm-hmm. It looks bad on them and it, and it starts this political debate about it. And then it creates an impression yeah. in um, people for them to build, build their opinion. And yeah. that's where we've gotten to is we've had all these impressions being built by social media and the media itself and now people are just very ugly about everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know with you, when I read a news article like the pepper spraying or the fighting with the Antifa and the Trumpers, yeah. I instantly am skeptical now. Yeah, me I'm, too. I, I you have like, to be now. I want to know all of the facts, and you can't even get those anymore. A lot of times they're at the end of the article. I've noticed this is a lot in the media. We've talked about that. Is there'll be an article about something to get to the actual meat of the article and have both sides presented is at the very end after all everything now too. Yeah, I'm just reading a video game review and I have to read through this all sorts of stupid shit. Commentary, commentary before I even get to what I was trying to read is blog recipes. Oh yeah, blog recipes. You devils. Oh, enough of that. I just want the recipe. There's a guy on Reddit that had um a thing where it was just the recipe. And you go to his website, and it's literally just the recipe. If I want the history and all of your commentary on mm-hmm. it, put it after it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. I want the recipe. If I'm interested in the commentary, I'll read that later. Just give me the recipe. I am in the middle of fending off an infant from getting into the cupboards while I'm trying to cook dinner, and I'm trying to get everything ready, and I just want the recipe. But I just want to know how much milk to put in. They do that for SEO, though. It's for search engine optimization. Of you course. have to have all the keywords. So is the maybe news doing, doing that wrong. with the opinion thing in order to get... <laughs> maybe that's what we're doing. It should not be about well, of SEO. Of course the news is doing that. I don't... You have to scroll through th- three paragraphs of bullshit because there's eight ads in that three paragraphs in order to get to the meat because they need you to look at those ads. Yeah. Because in the hopes that you might click on one. I just, 
I'm worried a little. I don't know. I keep going back to it. And maybe after next week's podcast, we'll be talking about something else because it'll be a team. I don't know. We talk about the same shit every week almost, it seems. Well, I don't know, though. It's it, topics it's are always just in different. a different frame. Yeah. That's like, okay. I'm not week... saying that's bad. I'm just saying. Well, this week we were talking about guns. I feel like that's a new one. Talk about a lot of things. This I don't even know like what our subject was this week particularly, but like... Well, the, it's just that ang- I think we're just mainly commentating on the angst everybody's feeling. It is. It's angst and be- how humans are interacting with each other. Yes. Because and maybe we should wrap it up because. Well, yeah, we're at the two hour four yeah, minute I, mark. I feel like I'm ready to. Segment, so. I think Brady and I need a snack. We've depleted our glucagon. It is snack time. Yeah. We've talked about a lot today. We've ranted. We've bitched. We've moaned. We've preached. We have preached. It's it, a, nor- it, a normal hypothesism sermon. Yes. Well, and we would love some parishioner feedback. If uh, if you guys like this then uh definitely come back next week again every sunday new episode yep um we're, we're working on some bonus content we are we should probably like be a little bit more informative about us a little bit here we're working on some bonus content for you guys to consume we're working on all these things uh we're about to have a website we're about to have a patron program to for you guys to donate if you like us uh to you know, keep the lights on. And the bonus content is shorter because mm-hmm. we know our, our weekly address is long, but honestly, it's about the length of a normal church sermon. Yeah, what else are you guys doing on a Sunday? Well, play us in the background because Even if you go to church, this is why we uh, release in the afternoon typically, not only because it takes us so long to record and edit and post it, thanks YouTube, um, it is also like if you guys are, are part of a church, go to church, then come home and, and listen to us. Well, yeah, because our slogan is basically inquiry, not inquisition. Yes. We're not going to judge you. I just want... I feel like we should all be asking questions right now instead of just believing people's opinions. Right now is the best time ever to question everything. Because you have all the information at your fingertips. Everything else. You just have to weed through it. Because even the news you have to take with faith anymore, I swear to God. Pretty much. When, when, when mainstream media companies become a church, then it's a problem. And I'm super so. excited about learning things still. I want to learn all the things and... Yes. I feel like real learning has been has been usurped by uh, agendas. You can't learn if you don't have questions. And Otherwise, it's just information going in one ear and out the other. Don't let them kill your sense of inquiry because you're afraid you might be labeled. Yes. I'm really tired of that. That's a big thing nowadays. Don't I, be afraid of, politi- of social flack. And you are not sticking me in a box. I don't belong in any one of those yeah. groups. I like to just That's think true. about all the things, and I have friends that are transgender, and I have friends that are hardcore rightist, and I love them all. <laughs> I do. Really, that's the key tenant to life, to everything, is like, just have that love for everybody. Have We need to love each other, and on God, I know it's so cheesy and cliche. But we don't mean and it I sound like through. I just I sound like I just took three hits of acid an hour ago, and I'm, I'm trying to... Oh, you Duncan trussled it. We have to love. Everything is love. But it's not that kind but that of is, mushy love. That is, it's there's that, a reason that is what happens when you take acid. It's, <laughs> and it's not a mushy Eros love. It's that kind of caring about others more than yourself yes. in a sense that... Well, you, you have know, to care about yourself. I don't think you're capable of loving another person if you don't love yourself. Well, you're, what I mean is when you love others like you love yourself, yes. you have to love yourself first. Yes. That's actually one of the biggest things I took from um, the Christian church that I used to attend is like... Just that love, like to love one another, have respect for each other, be compassionate just for the sake of it, not because you have to, not because you gain anything, just for the sake of it, there's no shame, there's, it doesn't hurt to just love someone. Well, and it... It hurts to lose something you love, but there's no shame or hurt in actually the act of loving someone or something. No, and and so that's... So that's and, what we need more of in the world. And I have that love that's... of learning, too. I love to learn, and 
Because you know what it is? All other humans are coming up with things and discovering things. And we should be excited about that instead of tearing each other down all Absolutely. The time. And you know, we both like to rag on stuff because it's fun. No one's saying not to poke uh, it's fun very at things. We love humor. You gotta poke fun. Love humor, satire. Humor is very important too. But like at, at but the end of the day. don't stay your life in that state. At the end of the day, we're still just meat sacks on a, on a ball of mud, f- like flying around a ball of fire. We gotta yeah. love each other. Have we're, some perspective. We're the only ones we have. It's not like we can go over to like Nebulon 8 and love something over there. We gotta love each other. I do love Nebulon 8. That's Nebulon a good 8's name. awesome. Yeah, that's good. I think. Who wants gonna... to go to Nebulon 8? If one of you know how to get there, if you guys leave us donate, a message in the comments. If we get enough people donating just a dollar we'll go to, to our Patreon program that will be running soon, um, we're, we, will, we will find the means to get to Nebulon 8 with that money. Ooh. That is a promise. Is that, that a, is a guarantee. Is that a prophecy? That is my prophecy. The Nebulon will, 8 prophecy. We, will, we, are, we are trying to be missionaries of the Church of Hypothesis. Of in, it's hypothesism. an ism. It's an ism. Makes uh, it have we want to spread the, the love in Nebulon 8. Oh, there's going to be or, inquiry, not or Inquisition Nine. Um, Beta Reticula, or whatever the fuck it is. Articulating Python. There ASB29478 2.9 star. We got to go there. Wow. And I'm, I'm sure that, that note, is one, too. You type I, that in, I'm sure it's a star. Right? It's snack time. If, honestly, you guys, if you type in star and then any random set of numbers, you're probably going to get a fucking Wikipedia article. This is true. We should test that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny how they name stars how do they keep track of them and they're all over the place uh, well now you can buy it you can also pay to have a star name that's what i mean like yeah. star names are all over the place we're going down a rabbit okay hole, we better stop we better stop okay? snack time well, snack now time. we're on space we're going down a black hole nope. here guys nope. come on snack time i'm sorry it's snack time i haven't had my food yet now i'm thinking about all these other things so um if you like the episode uh, follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Google, Amazon Music, or is it Amazon Podcasts, um, yep. Google Play Podcasts. Uh, we're on Twitter. Things. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're all over the place. Come check us out. Come check us out. Talk to us. Share some love. Email if you us. have time, talk to us. I know you probably all listen to this on the fly on driving to work or whatever. But uh, if you have the time later on, just hit up our Twitter. You know, it's hysterical sometimes. Yep, and on Insta or go email us at goeyetheshow.com. Indeed. Mm. Have a good day. Bye.